Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today got a little bit of a different episode going. We are going to be reviewing the first three Jurassic Park movies with my son Aiden. What's Hello up, Aiden? There. Hello there. I'm back. <laughs> and everybody's favorite semi-dry chicken, Wayne. <laughs> what the? Demanded by nobody. <laughs> was that Peter Griffin? That was Peter Griffin. Because <laughs> okay, I was like, that is that Peter Griffin? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, think of, every time I'm thinking of Jurassic Park this week, I was I had to think a little bit of Peter Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Some of the cutaways in that show are just perfect. It's exactly. Like they really, really touch almost every base with pop culture at some point. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they go a little too far, but I mean, who else is going to push the envelope anymore? You know, I mean, it has to be Family Guy. South Park has done it, but Family Guy just sometimes likes to go a little bit further. <laughs> I love their Star Wars episodes. Love, love them. Have you ever seen any of that stuff, Aiden? No, I actually haven't. I, I didn't think I've seen either. The Simpsons, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you get a little bit older, we'll introduce you to Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yeah, I think that works. I think that works. Um, so, yeah, starting off here with Jurassic Park, this is um, a fairly recent one that I just showed to, to Aiden. But, uh, Wayne, what was your first experience with Jurassic Park? I was seven back in 93 so seven years old and i i remember watching all of these in the theater even even the newer ones um it was was this Aiden, was this your first time seeing this one yeah more or less, more or less. Man, okay so yeah I would, I would really like i'm really interested to hear your opinion as a first time viewer of this but um me i, I was always fascinated with dinosaurs as a child like most kids yeah. most kids are fa i mean how can you not be exactly I mean, they're giant reptiles that that says that, it all right there or are they you know, birds these, <laughs> yeah these giant lizards that you know at one point lived on this planet yeah they you know, ruled the earth it's it, we're not talking about sci-fi you know we're not talking about aliens we're not talking about you know godzilla or king kong we're not we're, we're talking about dinosaurs yes. you know stuff that if 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 you're interested in some of these dinosaurs that you see in these movies, you can go and research and you can go see actual fossils of these dinosaurs. Um, I actually saw uh, I was at a museum in Ohio recently. They had a Marvel exhibit, but they also had dinosaur exhibit. And I I did post a lot of pictures from it, but they had a T-Rex skeleton there. And and, you know, I don't believe it was real, but the, it was life size. So just to imagine like how large a T-Rex really was compared to like me who's I'm six foot four and that still is like, you know, I'm breaking my neck looking back, looking at this thing, you know, um, <laughs> could you imagine actually seeing one of those like in the flesh? Like, yeah, I mean, that was one of the great things that that first movie really did that when we mm -hmm. first see the T-Rex and you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit here. But no, I mean, no, all that over. was that shit was just mind-blowing yeah it really was yeah and and in the beginning of the movie um we see they're transporting 
Glossoraptors from from site B um, to site to uh, site A, which is where the main park was mm-hmm. on uh, East La Sorna. Well, what I liked about it was very similar to Jaws, where we didn't see the shark in the opening of the film, but it was enough to keep you very interested and scare the crap out of you a little. Yeah. And that's kind of what we got here as well. It, we didn't see the raptor as as much as hear it and and see its raw power when it grabbed that security guard, the the, the guy who was lifting the gates. You know, um, they said that these raptors were really smart and they would find ways to escape their pens over and over. And it just goes to show, like it knew when that gate was opening. It slam all that weight in there and knock that security guard off and and right off the bat in the beginning of this movie you you already lose one person. Yeah. So yeah. it's like just like Jaws, it's like all right, there's already a death and we're like you know five minutes into the beginning of this this movie. Yeah, it's a very tense opening <clears throat> with it. And one of the things I remember when I was a kid that that I thought was really wild about this movie that I hadn't seen in any other ones is how many times you actually see the Jurassic Park logo. Because like yeah. you know, the initial build up to this with all the trailers and everything, you know, you see in Jurassic Park everywhere. And then to actually see it like that in the movie, it was it was almost like kind of reminiscent of that scene in Spaceballs. <laughs> the merchandising, yeah. with the merchandising. <laughs> yeah, and, and fun fact but, is but like when that the... then that Jeep oh, pulls up at the beginning and it has that logo on the door. Yeah. I remember as a kid just being like, Oh, here we go, and then right away somebody dies. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's it's that kind of movie. Like they're they're not going to like just tread lightly here. Um, yeah, and, during... and what you you were saying with the logo is actually in the movie you see they they show merchandise and that's the same merchandise that they would sell, uh, you know, to the public, which was nice. <laughs> that's so wild. What yeah. were you gonna say? Yeah, I like how during the opening thing we get like. A close-up on a guy's mouth. <laughs> I always thought that that was a weird shot when he's yeah. like yeah. yelling "shooter" and it's like "shooter." Yeah. It's like just very like, weird. It's like dental cam. Why? That was a choice, but <laughs> yeah, I got the I got the one with the hand slipping out. But yeah, I I didn't understand the whole camera <laughs> shot on the teeth. <laughs> like ah. <laughs> but then I like that we get that scene with the where we see the lawyer for the first time and he goes and we, you know, goes to that dig site. And and it's like really that, that whole scene I think is set up just to show you, this is where we're getting, you know, the Amber with the, the mosquitoes in it. And then mm-hmm. to also as like, kind of like an interesting um, uh, setup for the introduction of Dr. Grant, where he's like, Oh, you're never going to get, you know, Alan Grant to go there. He's, he's like me. He's a digger. Yeah. And, and they made a point that like, um, you know, the lawyer said, you know, there's 20 million in, in in fees for that that death of that worker. So, you know, like this company's pretty big. They got money to throw around because. Um, um, yeah, they're almost they, a, they're almost as big as Disney. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just as evil. No, <laughs> uh, but they use money a lot to, to get people on this island. And it's not just in this film. It's in many other films like. You know, the idea of seeing dinosaurs is, you know, amazing and all, but, like, it, it's not something a lot of people do willingly. Uh, as we see as the movies progress, uh, a checkbook is used to get these people to the island, or at least so they think. 
Um, I, I don't know if you guys knew in, in the lore of Jurassic Park, there was actually uh, five islands. If oh, you ever really? Played, Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, if you play uh, any of the video games and stuff, they, they don't really mention that a lot. They mention it a little bit in The Lost World. Um, but, well, I, you know, I, I'll mention that when we get to that. But um, there was actually five islands, but in the movie, they only really used two. Isla Sorna, where the first one was filmed, and uh, Isla Nublar, which is where the second and third one was. Uh, but I, I found it weird that they were able to acquire like how much money was involved to acquire five islands off of costa rica you know yeah and then they still have money left over yeah like that, oh, yeah. that that's still, insane still have a lot of money to play around with uh the other thing that's interesting <clears throat> yeah. is when we get john hammond in the trailer with dr grant and dr settler he's right saying i bought an island and then in the same sentence, he says, I'm leasing an island. <laughs> it's like, well, which is yeah, it? Right? Did you buy yeah. it or are you leasing it from the Costa Rican government? Yeah. Yeah, and he gets, uh, the, yeah, the way how he gets them on there is he said he'll fund their dig for the next, what, 15 years, I believe he said, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how much that is, but I'm assuming it was a lot given by the look on both of their faces. <laughs> so. yeah that seems to be the the ever-present theme in this movie is whenever we see the paleontologists they're always scrambling for more funds right yep. to, to finance their dig site yeah uh, i remember wanting to be a paleontologist when i was a kid and like my dad would always be like there's no money in that and i was like well maybe <laughs> like, there's yeah, passion no, in it dad yeah it's not just there's potential <laughs> yeah you know um yeah and then when they when we get them on the helicopter which i i always did like the helicopter scene because then we're kind of introduced to to everybody um you know we got yeah uh, we have we got the crew the beginning yeah we got crew. the crew that's going to be the the i guess the legend cast that we do see throughout play throughout the next several movies um you know we got dr alan grant and ellie sattler a paleontologist and a paleobotanist and then we have Dr. Ian Malcolm, played or, by Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, let's just call him Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally Ian uh, Malcolm. It's a character. Yeah, I know. It's a character. <laughs> I, I was making yeah. a joke. <laughs> and, and then we do have the uh, the blood-sucking lawyer and, and John Hammond. <laughs> the blood-sucking lawyer. So wait, the yeah, lawyer is a vampire now? Well, no. Uh, do you remember the part where John Hammond calls him the, the blood-sucking lawyer? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Where they're at the dinner scene. <laughs> Yeah, so we uh, when they what I always noticed is the differences we see. Well, I guess I'm jumping a little ahead when they get when they have dinner together. Um, you were right uh, about that one scene. Um, but yeah, they 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 land on this island and they still don't know. Like, I, I feel like they still don't know what they're there for to see. They're thinking maybe animatronics. Maybe some sort of educational place. I, I assume they're not thinking that we're going to see dinosaurs because John Hammond didn't really lead with that. You know, he just said, you're going to see something that might interest you. That's right up your alley. <laughs> Isn't that the one too? Where there are, oh, no, that's a line from the second movie. Never mind. Watching all three of these in a row. <laughs> right. <laughs> got some, of the, some of the different lines mixed up. Y- yeah, exactly. exactly. 
Um, my favorite, like one of my favorite scenes from this, uh, is the very beginning, um, when they're in that jeep, they're in those jeeps and they're they're pulling up, and um, you know, Hammond has them stop the jeep and and just he doesn't really say anything. He just lets it all just naturally happen, and um, you know, Doctor Grant is the first one to notice it, and the look on his face. And, and then Ellie's face, when I, I felt like is how we all felt when we first saw that that uh, Brachiosaurus. You oh, know, yeah. seeing that big CGI for like 1993, that was some pretty good CGI. Oh yeah, I I'd, I consider the CGI to be really impressive. It still holds up. Yeah, which, it's yeah. which is wild that something that is, I mean, at this it's point, it's old. like what, like 30 years old almost. Yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's just almost about 30 years old. And then with and, that John um, Williams score that comes swelling in at that moment, it's very, you know, that's the 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 awe inspiring scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Where like he, uh, where uh, you know, um, Doctor Grant like puts his head between his legs. He's like, you know, about to pass out. Like he's about to faint. You know, you're seeing like one of the largest dinosaurs known to man to walk this planet, and it's right in front of you, and it's on its hind legs. You know, they had it reach up to the highest point of that tree. And then when it slams down, like, you know, I bet they like felt they felt that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, the, um, the earth shaking yeah. like motif is like huge in this movie. And, and it's also yeah. one of the things that you can draw, you know, criticisms over too, and say that, you know, do these things shake the ground with every step they take or can they sneak up on people? <laughs> because like every yeah. one of the movies you know, does it just depending on what works for the plot. But, you know, like in the first movie, it's like this first movie is so close to a perfect movie. That it's like, who mm-hmm. gives a shit? But yeah. then, you know, by the time you get to the third movie, which is not a perfect movie. Oh, no. no. We'll, know, we'll get to that later, though. <laughs> you know, then those little things like come out a little bit more. Um, yeah. Aiden, what did you think of the first time you saw that scene with uh, them and the Brachiosaurs? Oh, the... <laughs> It was incredible. <laughs> I'm speechless. Speechless. <laughs> I noticed you took all those notes and you don't have your notes with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how well prepared we were. <laughs> awesome. Um. So, uh, okay, yeah. So did we get that in? It, yeah, and is then... the, the, the dinner scene's after that. Yeah, uh, well, actually, the next scene is where they take kind of like the little tour of how, how the dinosaurs how are this, made. Yeah, were created. So, or what we how the out, dinosaur was made. Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how we find out is they, they take uh, DNA from a mosquito, which, I, you know, plot holes. You know, they take DNA from a mosquito that has surprisingly just rolled into some amber, uh, rolled into some uh, sap and turned into amber. Like the the chances of that happening, you know, and then yeah. finding Dino DNA in there, and you know, then they said they would use the the DNA strands of a frog to fill in the codes that were missing, which plot holes again. But <laughs> that Jurassic was the cool Marshall's- thing about this, though, is that it was like the science was like plausible enough to enough, to the general that- population to where it was like. Exactly. Yeah, it made it more fascinating because it isn't just, oh, they they found a hole in the ice in Antarctica and there was a dome, actually, and a bunch of dinosaurs still living there. It's like, no, they they came up with like a plausible scientific reason for this 
to come right. in. And, and in a way, it almost kind of fits the like the theme in this movie to me is like man's hubris. Right. Yeah. And, and it's mm-hmm. like um I think it's summed up really, really well with two lines from Jeff Goldblum's character. The, the first one is, you know, life uh, finds a way. And <laughs> you put the Oz in there. <laughs> and then with the other one, you know, being, you know, your scientists were so preoccupied with, you know, that they could, that they didn't think, you know, if they should. And exactly. And, and those are like, they, those two quotes from that same character, like just perfectly encapsulate what this movie is. And, and I really do think that this first Jurassic Park movie is like a near perfect movie. Um, yeah. I've, I've yeah, watched it more times than I can remember and I never get tired of watching this movie. Yeah. And, and you know, what's funny is like, I, sometimes I forget that it's over two hours long. I, I sometimes I'm like, really? Cause like I went to go watch it the other day and I was like, holy crap. I mean, this movie is over two hours long. Uh, it scoots I, by I, though. It goes, it goes, it keeps you interested the whole time. Um, because a- after we see, uh, you know, the, the, how the dinosaurs are made, they, they take a little visit to the lab and they get to see the birth of a, uh, of a philosopher that, yeah. that John Hammond says that he imprints on every dinosaur. Um, <laughs> well, and also I the guess. way that the, the animation yeah. thing was set up. Yeah. It, it's, I think that's really cool. It, it's funny that it's like, okay, so John Hammond all day is going to be giving presentations to people and then going and seeing baby dinosaurs be born. Yeah, all day. <laughs> all day, every day, 24-7. Yeah, and it's funny, that little um arm, the robot arm, reminded me of the uh, dummy arm from uh, Iron Man, from the first oh, Iron Man film. Oh, yeah. Totally. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> so after this, then we get to the um the raptor scene where the raptors are getting fed. And another scene where we still don't get to see the raptors, but we get to hear and actually see them, you know, get fed a whole cow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what happens, the aftermath of that cow just, I mean, they had it enough that like the bushes were so thick that you just couldn't see into the cage. And it made you like interested because we could hear these things. As soon as they drop that cow down, you hear them running from both sides depending on you know if you have a good sound system you could hear these raptors running from both sides and attacking this thing from the sides and it's like who's gonna get the most amount of yeah and like that i mean in the theaters like that that sound is pretty scary like for a seven-year-old me like you know i was like wow that whatever these things are they're pretty scary you know uh and then they bring that that cage up and it's or that that lift and you could see it's all torn and shredded and it's chains are snapped. Like whatever <laughs> took that cow. I mean, it, it's, it's got sharp teeth and claws. I, so. And I love the way that they did that. Cause it, it really leans into that principle of, you know, less is more that, yeah. that he captured so well in jaws and mm-hmm. that, you know, we're going to give you the suggestion of the monster is scarier than the monster itself, at least for a while. And the longer, that you can string your audience along and, you know, kind of draw that out, the more dramatic it's going to be when it finally comes in and like, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, but he does mm-hmm. the same thing with the T-Rex later on. Yeah. Yeah. He does the yeah. same thing with the T-Rex. Um, uh, yeah. And, and you're right. Let less is more because even though this is a two hour film, there's really only 15 minutes of dinosaur footage. Yeah. And it's plays out so well. 
compared to I think some of these newer ones that would like, oh, we need to shove as many dinosaurs in every yeah. scene yeah. as possible. Like uh, me being a, a dinosaur guy, like um, I'm like get more dinosaurs. I don't care. I don't care. Like just give me more dinosaurs. But the way they played this film so well, I I, I just loved it. Um, so yeah, and now we get to the the dinner scene, which I think is a, a big pivotal point in the movie because. Now you're getting Hammond wants to hear feedback. Like, what do you think? Like, this is what I brought you here for. And then we find out that, like you said, nobody's on his side but the blood sucking lawyer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was like, I want to make money off this. We're gonna make so much money off. And yeah, and that's the first ten thousand a day. Says, is you yeah, know, like two thousand a day, ten thousand a day, like. People will pay it's it not up. for the super rich. Exactly. <laughs> I, I really like that line. Like, it's just for everybody to enjoy. I really like the concept of that. And that's where you see where John Hammond w- was, what his dream was. It wasn't to just make convey millions. to the rich people. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was to experience this uh, and this this miracle and share it with the world the way he sees it. But we see, like, you know, uh, you know, Alan Grant doesn't believe that we're, you know, that it's right to put something that was in the environment 65 million years ago, million years ago, and put it in the modern day. And how are these things going to react? And they're going to defend themselves, you know, just like a regular animal would. But now we're we're talking. There's cars. There's people. There's there's you know buildings there's a lot more stuff than there was 65 million years ago so i could understand trying to get these dinosaurs to adapt in the modern day how people could have a lot of backlash towards it yeah it's a really interesting concept and i love that that all the scientists in the room are the ones saying no 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 this isn't a good thing and and they have good reasoning to back it up and you know malcolm comes in really is the the heaviest you know, swinging the heaviest at this, saying, mm-hmm. you know, your scientists, you know, they, they stood on the shoulders of other people that did this work and just took the next logical step. But since mm-hmm. they weren't the ones to actually create this, they didn't have the discipline to to understand where you need to draw that line. And so the, the cool thing about this is that Malcolm's coming in almost, you know, like poo-pooing on all this fascinating stuff that we all just saw. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that's telling the truth. He's the one yeah. saying that, you know, life is going to find a way and, and this is all going to go horribly. It's and all going to go downhill. <laughs> that, that, that is the uh, essence of chaos. <laughs> yeah, and, and you could even see how they even show how different their views are when they even have John Hammond dressed all in white and, and Malcolm's dressed all in black because their views are so oh, I polar opposite. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh I got some other things. Oh yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. So <laughs> I got notes galore, guys. Notes galore. Yeah, I forgot so, my notes. <laughs> so then we're introduced to the kids next, uh, which I liked the kids a lot in this. Yeah, in can, this movie. I think considering most kid actors are not really that good, I felt like the kid actors in Jurassic Park were amazing. Like I think they acted actually really scared. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell how scared they were at times. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, some there's characters a... can really venture into that realm of being an annoying character. Yeah, I- I've seen it a bunch in movies before. <laughs> we kind of get it <laughs> in the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> so they get into these 1993 iconic Ford Explorers. Now, <laughs> with the cutting edge technology, the interactive CD-ROMs. <laughs> yeah, the big yes, and it's on the uh, electronic tracks and all. Now, um, I-, I see a lot of people on YouTube who like to buy these and restore them to like the movie. Yeah, I've seen those before, pictures of that online. Yeah, and it's actually pretty crazy, like, how hard it is to do, because, you know, a lot of people go the distance and cut that hole in the roof and make that glass panel, and to get the the fog lights I heard are real pain to get a hold of, you got the grill guards for all the lights, and then, you know, the decals uh, alone must be a nightmare to, to put on, but, um, it's so cool that people like to do that with the explorers and the jeeps. And to keep that image alive, and sometimes like even around where I live, I'll see just a just a regular Jeep, and they'll have like a Jurassic Park sticker on the side, and I'm just <laughs> like, "All right, uh, you're a fan." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but so yeah. yeah, I've never actually seen one out in the wild with my own eyes. I think I'd flip out. Yeah. Oh man, I've seen I've seen the Wrangler around a few times uh, here in PA, and it's really cool to see. And I'm just like to my girlfriend every time, I'm like, look at it, look at it. She goes, I know. Every time we see it, I, I'm like, but it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> now, my favorite, one of my favorite parts here uh, that I like is we get to see the inside of the control room, which uh, in later movies in Jurassic World, later down the road, we'll see a, 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 a control room much different than this 1993 control room. I mean, they're using very old Macintosh computers here, state-of-the-art technology, you know, <laughs> big monitors. Uh, I was very surprised with how they did everything with it being fully automated, you know, no drivers in the cars. For, for 1993, you know, I thought it was pretty ahead of its time, I guess, because they had, like, they had cameras on these cars, and now we have, you know, Teslas that drive on their own. Uh, but the one thing those Jeeps didn't have was locks. Yeah. <laughs> we need to put <laughs> locking mechanisms on the car. You beat me to <laughs> it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I think it's cool because, like, uh, in every Jurassic Park film, we always get rain and we get hurricanes. And as soon as they walk into the control room, of course, oh, there's a massive hurricane coming. You know, he's like, I should have built in Florida, in Orlando, which I guess was a little nod to the Jurassic Park in Orlando. Oh, the yeah. The theme park. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. I just figured yeah. it was a Disney nod, but. Yeah. So, uh, so we see on the, on, on the, on their tour here, the very first dinosaur they're s- supposed to see is a Dilophosaurus. Which we do get to see later in the film, and Dilophosaurus, a very small carnivore, um, that that in this movie, uh, I, I guess I'm just gonna explain to the way they are in the movie because, as we know, we find out later that a lot of these dinosaurs weren't accurate. I say with <laughs> yeah, yeah, they took some liberties with almost everyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and you know what though? Like I, I'm fine with it. I, I wasn't the uh, seven year old paleontologist yelling in the theater like that's inaccurate. <laughs> that's inaccurate. <laughs> they didn't you have know. the neck frill. Yeah, 
Yeah, they never spin Venom. But uh, yeah, the Dilophosaurus again. We we don't see the dinosaur again, and um, there's a lot like you don't get to see in the daylight because I always thought that these dinosaurs were way better shot, you know, during the night scenes. Oh yeah, um, not only because so not, like not only because you know nighttime is way more creepier. Like it really adds to the essence of just being more creepy. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, then when they do those shots, also with like the you know it's dark and it's raining and it it's like it really makes the texture that they put on like the 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 dinosaur skin like really really pop. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially considering uh, a lot of those scenes were shot with animatronics. You and you know being in the dark at night in the rain was able to hide a lot of stuff. I guess I should say. Um, but uh, I don't know if you guys knew when... when uh, well, I guess I'm jumping a little ahead. But we do see them continue the tour and no Dilophosaurus. So kind of a, a letdown. Um, they go on a little further and I, I believe this is when they get to the T-Rex pad. Yeah, and then um, they, they bring oh, yeah. the goat out and it still yeah, doesn't... Yeah, they bring the goat out and they try to lure the T-Rex out and then we get the iconic line from Alan Grant. The T-Rex doesn't want to be head, uh, fed. It wants to hunt. You know? <laughs> he doesn't like, want a head? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want the goat head. <laughs> no. he, just, he doesn't but, want the goat head. He wants the entire yeah. goat body. Yes. Yeah, because uh, we do see a cool scene of the entire goat being eaten, not just the head. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so again, we don't see a dinosaur, and we're already forty-five minutes into this film, and and we still haven't seen a, a dinosaur. dinosaur. Well, well, okay. Besides we, we the brachiosaurus, of, we haven't seen any carnivores. I guess. Yeah, like yeah. The oh, scary carnivores. Yeah, because that is a way better way to put it. Yeah, we have seen the brachiosaurus, and we have seen uh, we have seen other herbivores that were in the water in the herd. Um, and then we finally get a real good close-up uh, of, a, of a herbivore. We get to see the Triceratops. Oh, and, and that uh, the, was a practical, yeah, that was a was practical a effect. CGI, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a CGI. Yeah, which I thought was so cool because then you get to see Alan Grant physically lay his hands on it. And it, it's breathing. And he basically the way he reacted to that that triceratops is i felt like the kid in him and how all of us would react to being able to safely touch a dinosaur you know yeah and then also that scene led to something fantastic on the internet years later when there was pictures Mm. of steven spielberg sitting on the ground in front of it and then people being all up in arms about trophy hunting yes i saw and, and that and then someone was like that's steven spielberg and someone else was like i don't care who he is he shouldn't have shot that animal oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like you've never you've never seen the 1993 classic Jurassic park shame on you yeah shame or on done you any research at all <laughs> the slightest bit of research must have fell asleep in history class <laughs> must have fallen asleep during the dinosaur class dinosaurs dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. so then we do see another classic scene where uh the, the so the triceratops is sick and we have to find out why the triceratops is sick and, and she wants to dr ellie settler wants to examine the dino droppings and uh you know, uh, excuse my French, but we see the biggest pile of shit I think we've seen in any movie. <laughs> Without a doubt. 
without a doubt. And we get the great line from from Malcolm also. That's that's one big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. <laughs> it is gnarly. And she's got those elbow length gloves on and just digging into it. And it's like, oh. Yeah. That, that's disgusting. It, it reminds me of very similar what Johnny Depp probably is going through. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, um, oh, man. Oh, but yes. so it, that scene also, that veterinarian yeah. is... Mm-hmm. His name is Dr. Harding. And in the books, that's Sarah Harding's dad. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, Sarah Harding from the second. That's like, oh, or maybe that's just like, I don't know. I don't know. That I, could I, be. I've they never both heard have the that, same last name, idea. though. But I was thinking that that was the case when you read the books. But I could be wrong about that because maybe Sarah's. It's been too long since I've read these. But I have read same. Jurassic Park and The Lost World both. But it's been. Oh shit! It was probably the early two thousands, so it's been probably oh close to twenty years since I read them. Same. It's been a long time, but um, I I do know there are some characters that died off in the book that didn't die off in the movie. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Yeah, because Hammond dies in the book, I think. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I think it's by Compies. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Compies, and and technically they tried to kill off Ian Malcolm, but they bring him back for the Lost World, like. And I think it was it was just like a right away line that they had really good doctors. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I'll, I'll get you the books if you're interested in reading the Maiden. They're oh good. yeah, I would definitely want to read them. It's a good, <laughs> especially <laughs> since you've seen the movie. It's like you kind of have a visual of what a lot of this is and how it plays out. Um, but yeah, it's very it is very different and it is a very good book. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. So now we're introduced to the. I guess I would say the quote unquote villain of this film. The T Rex. Uh, the antagonist. No, Dennis <laughs> Nedry. Newman. Ned- Nedry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nedry. Yeah, uh, I know. Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess what we find out is he's going to be stealing some DNA for a company. For uh, an evil I, company. For that another makes evil company. Yeah, that's that's also trying to make dinosaurs, uh, which which I believe might is it engine that that they're trying to get it to. I don't know if they were very specific what other company it was. I don't um, think they. I don't know if they actually said the name of the company or not. You might have just no. said that that you know we need you know these embryos, and you know we need all of them, and then you're going to get this you know this big bag of money or whatever. Yeah, and they and they they showed how they do it because it actually becomes uh, um, very iconic. Uh, he puts it in a shaving cream Barbasol can, mm-hmm. which just every time I go to like Walmart or somewhere and I see that can, that's exactly what I think of. And talk about great advertising for the film. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. How he's, he puts some out in the palm of his hand and then puts it on a slice of pie. Yes. like it's cool. Whip. Yes, he does. Somebody's uh, gonna have a very awful bite down the road, and and how I talked about earlier with the difference uh, in uh, the clothing with John Hammond and Ian Malcolm. Well, here we see with him with Dennis is his outfits are very similar to the outfits we see that the kids wear in the Goonies. Oh, yeah, he does. He's kind of cosplaying as Chunk, isn't he? Yeah, well, Chunk in the beginning, then he has his raincoat. Uh, it, it, it's it's a lot of it, I'm telling you if you go back and watch it, I'm not crazy 
<laughs> if you go back and watch it, you'll you be like, oh my god, Wayne was right. <laughs> the, the comparisons are pretty funny, and I think it's because I'll, I'll the, say that the, next time. Like I, a, I'll say that next time I watch Goonies. Hmm. <laughs> Wayne was right. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, you gotta Google it. It's crazy. <laughs> but okay, so um, wh- what do we get now? Uh, so now we find out that Dennis Nedry is going to try and how and how he gets like an 18 minute window to get off this island to steal these embryos make it to the dock get off the island with the power cut which i i felt like there was many other ways he could have gotten the embryos and not you know cut the power to the part like i mean i feel like he could just grab the embryos and just left I, I felt yeah. like the whole cutting the power to the park was so unnecessary. Well, he did it because we... he had to kill the security feed for that room. Because right, it shows the like... cameras go dead. But, like, I... there be, has to be so many other ways. Like, I would think it out. Like, I'd be like, there's no way I'm going to cut the power to this park and then try to get through the park <laughs> while the power is cut. Because <laughs> that's exactly what he's trying to do. Well, again, and, and, hubris. <laughs> the theme yes. of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and and driven by greed and money and, and cool whip. So, so... <laughs> cool whip. Cool whip. Whip. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is funny, because like, when I watch him take all these embryos, you're, you know, you're reading them, there's the Velociraptor, the Gallimimus, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the Stegosaurus. We see all these dinosaurs, but we, I, I was hoping... Which I don't see is any kind of like Easter eggs, like maybe towards like third film, maybe we see a dinosaur in there. But I've watched it plenty of times, and the chance of it being there wasn't there, and I didn't see it. Um, but we, you know, they do oh, with say like the that... Spinosaurus or whatever for the yeah, third movie. exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, and, and, and they do... do say in that at that point they're like, well, this wasn't on InGen's list. Yeah, exactly, and and a lot of it they said they did breed and raise all the dinosaurs on isla uh nublar site b then they would bring them over um but i found it weird how they were they just had like so much of that dna just just laying around like just a lot of it (laughs) oh man but yeah the so now we got all the fences you know turning off uh which is very scary very scary like now we don't know you know what's out of its cage what's not um and then we see dennis uh uh dennis try to go through the park go through all of these gates that the power shut off so now he has to get out of his jeep in the the hurricane by the way that's still here so not only is there no power but it's also at night and it's a hurricane and he's trying to go through this and uh, this park and open up all these gates manually and we as we see it doesn't go very well as he slips down a waterfall <laughs> yeah uh i, I oh, do like when he this... loses the shaving can too with all the embryos in it for yeah. some reason i was always fixated on that when i was a kid like like yeah. oh is somebody gonna find that can of embryos someday and yada yada <laughs> i mean it never came back up but... oh but it will <laughs> oh god ask me how how how's it gonna come back okay so season five of netflix's camp cretaceous that is coming out so i'm like even way ahead of the game it's not even out yet but there (laughs) is a that's the kids animated show that it is okay i've never seen any of it so please go ahead 
it is they there is a scene in the trailer for the new season that they do find the can. Really? Oh. Hmm. Really? And, I wonder yeah. if it's just an Easter and, egg. They pick it up like, oh, someone was shaving out here, and then they yeah, just toss it. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I wonder yeah. if this would be good on it pie. Yeah, yeah, right? I wonder if, if this would be good on my he, apple and he pie. Dies from eating, like, 20-year-old sh- no, like, shaving cream. But <laughs> 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 or a 30-year-old, I'm sorry. It's even older than that. Ugh. But the Camp Cretaceous show is, is canon. And, you know, I'm like, um, I didn't think I'd like it. I think I I was too old for it. But there are a lot of deaths in it. And um, it since it being canon, it shows what happens on the park between Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. And basically leading into this Dominion movie. Huh. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I How think many episodes you guys are would... per season? I'm not sure. Enough to keep me interested and not, like okay wrap this up i was just like interested right into the next episode right into the next episode i kind of blew through them pretty quickly huh that's really cool um yeah definitely something i I recommend you should check out um okay so now we're getting to an hour in and we're getting to finally see our first full-fledged carnivore and oh yeah this scene is awesome tyrannosaurus rex and and I, i love how the coincidence they're they're on the tour and the power goes right at the t-rex uh uh padlocks or paddocks and yes the the scene where they have the the water you know sitting on that dash and you know the footsteps start coming and they have them nicely spread apart that it's not running it's not coming too fast it's just slowly walking closer and closer and you see that ripple in the water and that oh, plays yeah. such a huge part in this movie. I think it know, plays a huge part forward. in all the movies. Like, yeah, yeah, it really does. Like, it really does. They bring it back in like every Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. And and then we see it's what I always thought was kind of funny the the little tiny arm reach onto electrical wires <laughs> just to <laughs> yeah, because that's out. like the first little bit of the T Rex we see. Is yeah. the, it's like yeah. oh shit, and, he's touching the electric fence. That's not supposed to happen. Ten thousand volts no longer there you know and and we see him grab that goat that was sitting there that we see earlier and you know he totally in one chomp just takes that entire goat and just swallows it that folio work with that too like it's it's like did they take like bolt cutters and like crunch through chicken bones like (laughs) it's so gnarly exactly And, and and then you know like it gets so much scary because like these kids you know they don't see the full t-rex you're only seeing the head and all of a sudden the wires start to snap and the sound of the wires just one at a time just just snapping you know uh and then you know we see the we do see a cgi version here of the t-rex walk up over the fence you know and let out the iconic roar for the first time oh my god that roar is amazing it's when I love to turn the sound system up in my house and have my <laughs> whole living room shake. Like, I love it. It's just that so whole cool. scene is just worth turning up the sound system. And, like, I remember uh, it was a few years ago they, they brought it back out in 3D and they had it in theaters. And I went and saw it again. And uh, was, that, was, was that in, like, 2013? It might have been. It, it wasn't. It, yeah, I say recently. But, yeah. Huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm that I, way I, too. I'm like, the, yeah, right. like, oh, the other day, it's like, I mean, that, that would make sense. 15 years ago. It's like, yeah, the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense considering in 2013, that would have been Jurassic Park's 20th anniversary. So. Mm, that's true. That's very true. How was the 3D treatment they did on it? I never went and I saw loved it. it. I, I loved it. I was surprised. I, I kind of understand why they didn't do it with the other ones. Um, but it was really, really good. Like, it totally held up. Um, I, I would love to see it again in 3D if it was ever a chance. Um, especially in this T-Rex scene. Because a, a, just after that one initial, like, of it stepping out, the rest of it is basically CG, uh, uh, the animatronic. And you had this 9,000-pound animatronic t-rex that's that's pushing this this full forward explore uh explore around like it's nothing yeah and um <laughs> a, a lot of the guy the people on the set said because of it being so big and all the animatronics when it would get wet in these scenes it would shiver and it would shake and it would actually scare a lot of people on the set the t-rex would just randomly start moving on the set <laughs> and like, like this fucking thing's know. gonna come to life <laughs> yeah yeah the but rain anyway, like, is actually magical. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, magic uh, water. One of the good scenes here is when the T-Rex is up over the top of the truck and he smashes his head through the glass. Now, the glass wasn't supposed to break. It wasn't in the script to break. So when that T-Rex broke through that glass, the look on both of those kids' faces were real. Yeah, oh, because they, they were, were told not, that shit was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they were not told that was going to happen. So, like, this the sheer force of that T-Rex. And, and and I was saying to to my girlfriend when we were watching it, I was like, even as an actor, like, as a kid, you can't tell me that doesn't give you a little bit of nightmares. Oh, I know oh, that I that's to. fake. Oh, it's totally there's no would. way. There's no way you don't wake up in the middle of the night and have a, a T-Rex. Says, oh, my God. Like, just... <laughs> You know, thinking about that scene. Um, and then we get the, the iconic scene with the, the flares, uh, with, with Dr. Alan Grant with the flare, which we see gets kind of played out later in, in other movies. Yeah. Yeah, he plays... Alan Grant decides to play fetch with a dinosaur. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and, and it, it and starts to work, too. And then, yeah, and it, then it Malcolm does. fucks it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, from what I heard is when when he does light that, he actually burnt his wrist pretty bad down in oh. his watch. He got sulfur down into his watch, oh. burned his wrist pretty bad during the movie. Um, and, and then, yeah, Ian decides to I'm gonna open one up inside a inside a car, and and then you know <laughs> jump in front of the T Rex and hey hey, but you know the part where he starts running, starts moving his feet. You know, it's just like, what do you do? Like, do you run? Do you stop? Like, do you risk it? Like, what do you do? I, I totally get where he was coming from. So he ran, and he ran right to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, where um, the lawyer is. Where the lawyer was. Which, the, what a the scumbag. Left the, the kids. The, yeah, he left the kids. It's like, you're the adult around these kids, and it's like, your instinct is, save myself, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, selfish. Hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I liked. I, I found it funny that he was wearing uh, a suit, but he was wearing shorts. That I don't is, know if you guys yeah. ever noticed yeah. he was wearing shorts. I, I thought that was a weird uh, choice of an outfit. He's like, I'm going somewhere warm, but I got to be professional. <laughs> wear a suit. I'm just going to cut the legs off. I'm just going to have a shorts. It's like, where do you buy shorts like that? Like, mm. 
Yeah, it's like he was prepared for like a business Skype meeting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I have to wear the tux. But <laughs> so, so yeah, then we see the T Rex take out the lawyer. He just grabs him like a chew toy, like a dog would, and just shake him violently. So we got our first like real T Rex death on screen, which I thought was pretty cool as a kid. You know, like I wasn't like freaked out like as a I guess a boy I'm just like oh that was so cool like I guess the way Tim feels when he sees the Gallimimus get eaten so much blood <laughs> so much blood <laughs> yeah and, and uh from what I heard there's the scene here where uh Lexi is turned or Lex is turned around she sees the T-Rex and she screams that scream is what got her that role cuz they needed somebody who could really scream so that's one of the key things of her getting that role. Oh, nice. Um, oh. Yeah, and then we see that T-Rex just take that Ford Explorer and just throw it off the edge, and we see with, Tim inside. Yes, with Tim Go inside. Off the side. With Tim inside, yeah. And, and so. that's one of the inconsistencies in this, too, is because it's like, where did that big cliff come from? Exactly. Because and, and the T-Rex was just standing years. on... Me, too. In the canon that I came to when I was a kid was... Oh, that must have just been like off to the side a little mm. bit. Like T Rex was standing to the left. He was standing at the edge of like a big ravine. But it's like, well, that thing kind of goes through where the hole was made in the fence. Oh, and yeah, the yeah. hole was made where he walked through. So, yeah it, yeah, it is a bit of an inconsistency. But I mean, this movie's so good otherwise that I always forgive it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, then we get to the. The next death scene where we see uh, Dennis, he's he's in his Jeep and, you know, he doesn't see the sign for the dock and he smashes it into a tree um, and he gets stuck. Uh, Four wheel drive Jeep gets stuck, doesn't even attempt to put it in four wheel drive, just quits. Um, (laughs) Well, he's a computer nerd. He doesn't know these things. Yeah, he's a computer nerd. He doesn't know how to drive. He's too busy with computers. I did like when he got out. And he uh, slipped and fell, and you could hear the little uh, like cartoon whistle sound when he slips and falls. Yeah, did Joel, did Joel Schmacher take over set for a second? <laughs> Schmacher, Schmacher, that <laughs> Schumacher. Yes, <laughs> he makes. Um, You'll get it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> Joel Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, he put some wacky fucking noises in those Batman movies like that, where it's just like, ugh. I've never noticed that with with with. Uh, nedry falling though yeah there's a part yeah, of me oh, that yeah. like if a movie is is serious and they put in like a cartoon sound effect it'll almost immediately piss me off yeah, right? <laughs> where i'm like why did it you is, do that you didn't it is so slight and you miss it but yeah it is there and then we see him in another goonies outfit he's got the the rain jacket um <laughs> yep. and now we get to see the dilophosaurus in person and and we see that this thing is maybe four feet tall four and a half um still pretty big like a big dog but it uh yeah it, it he tries to you know shoo it away but it's it's not interested it wants him uh yeah so we it's, see it it's open. not a it's not a mosquito you can't just you can just swat it and it goes <laughs> here away. fetch fetch stupid <laughs> and tries how to would, throw a stick at it how insulting would that be though to get eaten by a dinosaur that's only like three feet tall yeah it's like yeah. fuck man i mean yeah because he gets he gets sprayed with the the the, the acid and, and, and on his chest and he realizes you know it's really sticky and it has like that rattling sound like a like a, like a rattlesnake 
Yeah, exactly. When it has its frills open, and then it it spits again, and this time it gets in his eyes, and you can if you and listen, then yeah, he became Two Face. You can <laughs> yeah, right. You, if you listen, you can hear the the little sizzle sound in his eyes. You can oh. hear it. Oh man, I it's so weird. And then we see him um, try to get into the jeep, hits his head. Then we see the 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 shaving cream of the embryos. And that's where we see it fall down into the waterfall and just mud just cover it. And as far as we know, that's the last we see of it. Um, and then he gets back into the Jeep and somehow the Dilophosaurus got inside. Oh, that is creepy. Like that, that I was like, really? That's, that's how he's going to go out that way. And just by one. So, you know, he, that's how he goes out into that Jeep. So that, which which I find weird. We never get to revisit the Jeep at all. Maybe in, like, I thought Jurassic World, maybe we might see that Jeep parked somewhere just covered in, in green. But oh, we like never see it again. Oh, like on the top of the waterfall. Oh, and yeah. Like a yeah we see in it. It. <laughs> exactly. And we see a big, uh, like, hole in the soft top of the Dilophosaurus getting out. Maybe we see the big, uh, the big uh, cable from his, the front of the Jeep all the way down into the road. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought we would see. I thought that'd be a little cool Easter egg. But again, haven't seen Camp Cretaceous season five, and if that if they do find that 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 Barbasol can, it is you know as we see very close to that Jeep, so we yeah, could see sense. that again. Uh, it'd be a nice Easter egg, even if we you know, like you said, seeing a skeleton in there. Um, <laughs> and and now we're getting to uh, we're getting to they're getting Tim out of the tree. Which I always thought was a good scene. All right, Tim, you know, get out of your treehouse. We have stuff yeah, to do. <laughs> I like how he's like, I threw up. He's like, I won't tell anybody you threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. And then he, he's like, you know, they're getting him out of the tree, and then all of a sudden, we get we get you know that John Williams music, that exciting music, and all they're doing is climbing out of a tree. And oh, that is an exciting this, part, yeah. though. Where it's like a race right, down the tree, race down, down the tree. The tree. And it's not it's normally going up a tree you're racing it and this one we're seeing them go down as fast as they can because now they got a car coming down, breaking all the branches, and the fact that the headlights are still on and it's just shining down on them and it's just getting brighter and brighter. And we see them get to the very bottom and he jumps and it just does that thing where it just falls and then tilts and falls and just misses them. You know? Mm-hmm. They're nice and safe. But uh, yeah, Tim's I, like, yeah, we're back are... in the Jeep again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that scene. I'm um, back in the Jeep again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you were saying earlier, because now we get a scene with Ellie and the Ranger up top looking for Grant and the kids, and and she walks down to that that explorer that fell over, and she like gets down there pretty quickly. And gets back up, which I thought was kind of, you know, again, like, how did she get all the way down there? Like, where are the steps? And if so, like, why? how come Alan Grant and the kids didn't go back up that way to the main road? I mean, that's where I, I would go. that's where I the would... T-Rex was, though. Right, but if, if I know that the T-Rex isn't there, I can't hear it no more. I think I would try to go back up to that road, at least peek up over that, you know, like, okay, we need to get to the main road because I'm not walking through this T-Rex pen. Um, I mean, that's me personally. I'm like, I'm going to get back to where the track is so I can follow it back to the main building, you know, but yeah, because they either would have had to have climbed the, the cables back up, which he mm-hmm. would have had to have talked the kids into doing or yeah. 
you know, if if my head cannon was right and they're just at the bottom of a ravine, then they'd have had to go up the side of the ravine and then go onto the road the same way the T-Rex did. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about that too much. I just always assumed that oh we just need to get away from the T-Rex, but that does make sense. Had they just gone up to the road and waited, they'd have got rescued right away. <laughs> yeah, end of movie. Yeah, end of movie. They would have got rescued in the gas-powered Jeep. They got Ian Malcolm. I mean, and then we get uh, yet another iconic scene of the, the footprints. Um, Ian Malcolm sitting in that Jeep by himself. Oh, that part's amazing. And he knows and what's coming up, so he's like he knows, freaking out. Yeah, he knows, and he can't do anything because he's sitting facing the other way. You know, and he's got a bum leg. And he sees that footprint of that T-Rex during the ripple. And, you know, they're running. And he's like, come on, come on. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Like, he knows what's coming. And then that T-Rex just breaks right through the brush. And and at the beginning of the film, we were told that the T-Rex was clocked at, like, 32 miles an hour. Yeah, I, know, I was going to mention that. Yeah, we, we know that a, a real T-Rex couldn't run more than 12 to 15 miles an hour because of the way their legs and their bones were designed, it would shatter their legs. They weren't designed to run that fast. But canon of film, you know, we gotta we gotta make it at least somewhat fast enough to keep up with a Jeep only in second <laughs> gear. So it made it a super exciting scene though. It did. And and with the getting close to the mirror, that scene where it, you know objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Um they, I, I liked how they, they did take the roll bar off because they had that scene where they go underneath the tree and they have to duck and, you know, it, it takes the whole, like, the windshield off of that Jeep and the T-Rex actually gets close enough that it slams its head into the Jeep and actually you watch the Jeep kind of teeter a little. Yeah. And yeah. being in the back seat, being Ian Malcolm seeing that, I mean, I, I probably would have pissed my pants. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't think they'll have that in the tour, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. Great line. There's so many iconic lines in this movie. Um, and and then we're gonna get a scene with with uh, uh, John Hammond and and Ellie Sattler sitting, and he he tells the reason why he he does what he does for the park. You know, he says when he was younger he saw a, a flea circus. And, you know, how some people could see the illusion of the flea circus. And and to him, you know, he wanted that illusion to be real, something that they could touch and see in person. So this was his flea circus, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. And then makes sense. And then Ellie comes in and tells him right away that, you know, no, this is still just all a, a dream. There is no control here, you know, mm -hmm. When he's like, oh, next time we're going to do it with this. And she's like, no, there's there's not going to be a next time. Like, you can't do this. You can't make a park that is this dangerous and assume that you're going to mm -hmm. have control over it. And again, it comes back to that that theme of this movie of, of hubris. Like, mm -hmm. even when it's blowing up in his face, he's still clinging on to this idea that, oh, no, I can still make this work. And it's like, no, you can't. Yeah, it's like everything's on fire. You can't put this out like. Sometimes yeah, you just is, have to let it go. You just have to let it go. I mean, like it shows even with no matter how much money you have, it doesn't it's not going to fix everything and keep everything under control. Yeah, we could use um, that. We could, we could really use that money for is just donating it to charity. <laughs> <laughs>
So that is true. That is very <laughs> he's, true. He's going to be not really donating it, but giving it to lots of people's families. Yes. Once these lawsuits yes. come rolling in. Yeah, very true. So, so now we see uh, the morning has come with, with Grant and the kids. And a, a big pivotal part in the series, I believe, because now they, they stumble across eggs in the wild. And that's the first sign we see of, of life finding a way. Life uh, that, found a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, even though they, they made all the dinosaurs in the park female, there was still a way for for these animals to reproduce um, some way. And, and you see the little footprints. They don't really tell you what dinosaurs they are. Um, I thought it was weird, too, because I thought they were still in the T-Rex pen. So I was like, I wonder what kind of dinosaur that was that got in the T-Rex pen. Because that wasn't, a, you know, I don't think they were T-Rex babies. No, um, no, I don't think so. I'd be way too many T-Rex babies. <laughs> way, way too many. Um, There's lots of T-Rexes right Well, we, well, no, that's Site B. I was going to say, well, by the next movie, we've got two T-Rexes. Well, three technically, but yeah, different islands. So. Yeah. Not applicable. So, so then after this... um. They find out that, okay, Dennis is not coming back, obviously. They check the vending machines. He's not anywhere to be found. <laughs> um, so now, uh, by the way, Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. Yeah. Very, very yeah. early. Yeah, very early Samuel L. Jackson. Before um, Mace Windu, Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, is this before or after Pulp Fiction? I can't remember. I think this is before. Before, okay. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, they, they, they decide to shut all the power off and kind of do like a hard reset, um, which actually kind of works, but now he has to go across the, 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 uh, the park here and, and turn some stuff on manually. Um, which by the way, he seemed like, yeah, I'll do it. I got no problem. I'll be back in like five minutes. I'm like, no way, man. No way are you sending me out there by myself. I'm like, I'm taking that ranger with me, and we are taking guns. Like, he didn't take a gun. <laughs> he just took his pack of cigarettes, and he left. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, the whole movie, I felt like he was just smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Now, th that's like the gnarliest cigarette smoker, too. The one that can go about regular activities just with that butt hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, just in yeah. their face. I was like, oh, Ugh. man, how can he Ugh. do that? And how many times they had to shoot that scene that he had to... I need another cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if they had somebody. I've never watched this to actually like look at him in between shots and see if there's the the correct amount of cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Oh yeah, with the ash. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So so he gets sent across the the park to go turn the power on by himself, no guns, nothing. Um, and then we get to see some dinosaurs in the daylight. Finally, we get to see yes. um. Uh, the kids and Dr. Grant are where there's a herd of Gallimimus, um, which is like gigantic chickens, I guess. Or like, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like incredible. cows or something like that. Yeah. And they're moving like a herd of like a flock of birds. And then, yeah, the 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 scene with them all running and with all you can hear the, the thunder and the footsteps. I mean, they're not heavy dinosaurs, but there's a great many of them running through this field. And that's what and makes it sound like thunder. Yeah, and it kind of is scary because you don't want to get trampled by these things, and obviously they're yeah. Because if you get ran over, because if you get ran over, you're basically dead. Yeah, <laughs> these things that look big, moving that fast. Big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these things look like what they're like bigger than ostriches or emus. 
Yeah. So people get fucked up by wildebeest in Africa all the time. Oh they move in God. big, you know, big giant herds like that to where something like that's stampeding towards you. Ooh, that's that's yeah. frightening. Yeah, that is pretty frightening. I I bet that's what those eggs were. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because um, to have that many, it would have to be Gallimimus because I do see uh when i was watching it like i see a little bit of gallimimus like smaller ones running around not too small just like you know maybe like junior size um but we do get to see like one of the i think a great scene is the t-rex hunting like it just comes out of the woods and and just out of that tree line just grabs one of those gallimimus and you know just that last bit of breath it has to try to fight back I mean, he chomps on that Gallimimus and eats it. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, so, you know, just like Tim is probably like how I feel. Just look at all the blood. And you know, like, <laughs> like how Allie Grant has to, like, pick him up. Come on. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> so now they're, they're realizing that the power is not coming back on. Samuel L. Jackson is not coming back, you know. So now it's like, okay, now we're going to send the ranger and at least Sattler is going to yeah. go with them. And then, you know, what's scary is they have to walk past the raptor pen and you see that the raptor pen has been broken out of, um, you know, we heard in the very beginning, they said there was a big one. They originally had eight raptors. It killed off all of them, but the two. So now you, you have these three raptors running around and one of them's a big one. Um, and, and this is kind of when we see the raptors, how they hunt, how they work together, because how they of, work together to open doors, yeah, how they open doors. Exactly. Cause we see them hunt the ranger down. Yeah. Um, Muldoon. He's one of my favorite characters in this. Yeah. And he goes out in a rough way. Uh, yeah. you know, he, he's looking at one, he has his gun and he, it looked like he, the, the type of gun that he had, like. And just the way he carried himself, maybe he was in, like, the military or something. You know, he had some military experience. Um, you know, you think with a gun like that, he would have gotten a shot off or two and, and maybe taken out one of the raptors, which would have been kind of cool to see. But, you know, he's so focused on that one raptor, he doesn't see the one that comes from the side. <laughs> clever and girl. Clever girl. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, we see it jump on top of him, and if you can see through the brush that just gnaws at his head and his skull and it's just it's rough and just the screams that he lets out you know it wasn't a quick death yeah gross (laughs) man when i was a kid like t-rex was like the star of this movie for me but the velociraptors were the the dinosaurs that really freaked me out oh yeah yeah. especially with how intelligent they are the big claw it's just it's just yeah the big claw in the freak and you hear, like, later in the second film, like, they can get up to cheetah speed, like, 60 miles an hour out in the open. They can jump really high. They have binocular vision. They can smell very well. It's like, how do you uh, evade this thing? You know, like, there's no game plan. Yeah. And they open doors. Yes. You know? I-, I was going to mention that they can open doors. Yeah. And the um, the raptors are one of the other dinosaurs they took really big liberties with in this. Because, mm-hmm. like, raptors in real life are, like, maybe three feet tall. And they've got a very small, narrow head. They're yeah. not as, as big and fearsome as the movie portrays them, but damn, does it work well on screen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I Steven Spielberg originally wanted them to be like ten feet tall. <laughs> what? And they had he want yeah he wanted them really big, and it's kind of like you know we had to dumb them down to like a Utah Raptor size, like you know just a lot smaller than that. But like they, I mean, I forget how tall they sat in the movie, but they were pretty big. Um, well, yeah, and they were a, another mix of practical and CGI where. Those were there were actual people in suits for some of those scenes, like in the kitchen. Yeah, in the kitchen with the the claw on the floor, which um, we see like uh, Ellie Sattler is is going through trying to turn that power back on, and she's being talked to on the radio, and it's very scary because she's in there by herself and looking for you know Ray Samuel L. Jackson's character, and you know he's supposed to be down there. This guy didn't come back, I you know, and the end. You know, the Raptors are out. It's like no way would I be going down there by myself. Like no way. <laughs> yeah. And like well, she, at this she, point, she, they think they're safe once they're in a building though, too. Yeah, because like she finds the power source, and um, you know, the high voltage. She starts flipping all the buttons and turning on each or individual switches paddock. Yeah, and and we find out at the same time that she's turning these on. The kids and, and Dr. Alan Grant are trying to climb up over the T-Rex pen and trying to get out. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as far as they know, the greatest dad joke ever done that the power is out. Because when he, <laughs> you know, shakes them, he starts screaming. And I just love how he's like, that's great. <laughs> Tim loved it. You know, Tim loved it. And, and, and again, like, it, there's a lot of it gets really tense because, you know, like, oh, man, she has no idea what she's about to do. But, you know, they need this power on. It's important. But at the same time, like, these kids also don't know what's about to happen. And this alarm's going off. And it's like, uh-oh, like, the power is coming back on. We need to hurry up. Oh, yeah, when and, that um, light switches on the fence and they realize, yeah. oh, shit, this thing's coming back on. And, you know, yeah. Tim's totally freaked out. Like, I remember that happening with, like, because when I was a kid, I was always super adventurous. And mm-hmm. I would talk other people into climbing trees and getting up on top of roofs of buildings and shit like that. And there were times where I had friends that would get up high and then just freeze. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they would it, not be able to, and it's like, dude, just jump. You're eight feet up in the air. Just jump. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can't, I'm paralyzed with fear. And it's like, well, and <laughs> if you're Tim in Jurassic Park, you're about to die. <laughs> yeah, just jump. Because, uh, yeah, we do see him get the, shocked. Yeah, that's like 10,000 volts. Yeah. Which I was surprised he uh, was able to just get up with a little bit of CPR. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> well, would he have I, even I, been shocked though? I mean, because he wasn't grounded. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have no but, idea. You know, movie magic. We're gonna movie accept magic the Hollywood magic. magic. <laughs> We're gonna accept they brought dinosaurs back. I think we can accept that he got shocked. Yeah, right. Because I, I love like when uh they were supposed to count to three, and when he comes back, he's like three, three. <laughs> yeah, he, he says the last word, the last number when he comes back. That's funny. yeah. Like Tim actually has a bunch of good lines in this movie too, uh, for a kid. Um, and, and then we get you know another scary scene with a raptor up close. Um, so she turns the power on, and this raptor just busts through the wall, kind of, you know. And I was just like, how? Like, yeah. where and were that's you? Like the one and only jump scare in the movie too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty good jump scare, I oh, believe. Yeah, it's um, effective. <laughs> yeah, very. Because then, like, you see, it's super uh, effective. She has like Samuel L. Jackson's arm comes down, and it's just the arm. There's nothing like, attached to it. 
I think that might just be one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it just describes the horror in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And she's uh, it looks like she's limping all the way out. She runs out, and her uh, uh, like she actually is crying towards the end of that scene, and that's real tears because she was actually very very scared during the filming of that scene. Oh, wow. um, which which I think was cool because they they use a lot of just natural fear with the actors. You know, with the kids and stuff. Yeah, they really inject a lot of character into it by actually making the actors feel scared. Yeah, because uh, now, now we're we're getting kind of wrapped up towards the end of this film. This is like the the climax of the film where we get the uh, the kids in the kitchen with the raptors. Oh, this and, is another um, one of my favorite scenes. This is a great scene because now we know there's only two raptors left um, because one of them is locked up. And I say that in quotes because it's not really locked yeah. up. It, it does find a way out. Um, and, and yeah, like they turn off all the lights, they get down and these Raptors, like they know where they went and they come in through the door and just the sounds it makes as it's walking through, they have one of them jump up on top of the counter. It, it's walking down and it just the sounds of the, the claws just tapping against that, that metal, you know, it's really freaky. You know, they're hissing, they're tasting the air, and, and Tim's so close to that raptor. And um, we get the scene, the classic scene with Lexi is is trying to lure the raptors away from her brother. She's inside the cabinet, and the door's not going down, and you think that she's going to get eaten, and here's just the reflection. You know, pretty clever. And um, then we, we see Tim make a run for the freezer, which... Also plays back to Hammond eating that ice cream out of that freezer. So if Hammond didn't eat that ice cream, I don't think anything would have melted in that freezer. It would have stayed shut. <laughs> ah, ah. So we theories. See, um, yeah, theories. Yeah, because that door was wide open for him to go running in there, right? Yeah, and everything was melted like it was open for a while. And yeah, he he lures Tim lures a raptor in there and he locks it in there. So we know that raptor is done for. Yeah, that I mean, one should be taken care of. They they locked it. They put the little pin in the lock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, my, then, in my head canon, it was always okay. That raptor's taken care of. Yeah, yeah. the raptor became Han Solo in Carbon. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wonder if when the power came back on, <laughs> that freezer kicked oh, back that on. Is true, it froze them. Oh man, <laughs> the big one still frozen. Uh, so then we see the the kids make it through and then they meet up with 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 grant and ellie sattler so they meet up with the adults they they're smart they brought a gun and now they're trying to run to the control room and and get the door shut now this is where i have problems in this scene (laughs) the way that ellie helps hold the door Uh, shut yeah well (laughs) not just that okay so how tim doesn't help with the gun exactly exactly (laughs) tim's doing nothing here 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 is the defense against that there's no okay. way that they were going to make a movie that they knew little yes. kids were going to see where yeah. a kid had to go and touch a gun. Oh, they don't yeah. want to lead children right. towards picking up a gun. I, I, that right. is a very fair point. That, that's like where, that's, where, that's how I came screaming. to peace with that scene. No, is, that, you're right. That is probably it because like I'm there screaming like, Tim, grab the gun! Like, <laughs> Hand the like, gun to Alan. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can't reach it unless I move. Tim, stop standing. He has his hands on his head like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, it will. And, and Ellie's practically just pushing against the hinges on the door where it's like, you're on the wrong side of the door to be <laughs> doing any good here. 
Yeah, you have you <laughs> definitely have the time to go away and grab that gun. Um, but yeah, but I love then, how that's where Lex comes in and and she is, you know, because they had said before that you know Tim called her a dork or whatever, and she's like, or I'm a not hacker. A, she's like, I'm a hacker. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, that's what I said. You're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so then, you know, that's her moment to shine where all of a sudden her computer skills come in and she's able to get everything rebooted. Absolutely, Whereas, you know, yeah. her character in the book was very different. She was like a toddler. And, yeah. And Tim was the older one. Yeah. Because if I remember the, the first book correctly, like Alan's just kind of having to carry her around everywhere. Yeah. Like a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> I could drop you at any time. You mean nothing to me. <laughs> it was a great upgrade for her character in the movie yeah, though and, and like both the kids have a lot of agency in this like with all the different you know horrifying shit that they both go through with all the intense physical stuff that tim goes through and, yeah yeah and then you know with them working together to escape the the raptors and then her having her moment with the computer like the the kids in this movie it's it's more than just token children's roles for the sake of making kids interested yeah. in this movie yeah exactly yeah so then we get the uh, they they try to escape through the ceiling and they they get out to the open where the we saw the skeletons in the beginning of the movie, but now we have um, both raptors. We have the one that was in the shed that got out, and we have the the other one. And now these raptors finally got them where they want them. They they're able to try to corner them, and then what we all think is probably one of the best scenes in the movie. Is out of nowhere, a, a, a nine thousand pound T Rex just comes out of nowhere and just <laughs> grabs a raptor and like, yeah. where did that come from? How did you get in here? Plot holes. So, you know, and I and I know, like, yeah, Steven no Spielberg, big, no big booming footsteps. <laughs> exactly this yeah. time, right? Very. Quiet. He came in and very I, ninja. Yeah, ninja T Rex. Steven Spielberg said he ninja would feel bad if the movie wasn't ended with the T Rex somehow. Yeah, so, that's, like, that's true. T Rex kind of turned into the hero almost at the end because it saved everybody uh-huh. and the the fight scene alone is so cool you know of that raptor jumping on its back and leaving the the scars that we do see in later movies um you know that's where these scars came from and this is you know rexy the the rex that we see in later movies um so big character for the film and you get that awesome shot when it grabs the raptor and you know throws it against the skeleton you know and that big iconic roar as the banners dropping in front of as the banners dropping yeah then you know it's it's an amazing way to end the movie it is it's a great way to end the movie you know and then they get in the jeep that you know the roof is torn off it's no longer the clean logo now it's all covered in mud and dirt and it's wrecked to show like you know this is the that's when they open that door and they show all that mud on there to show like, you know, it's been dirty. This this company is no longer what do you think it is? It's not this beautiful, fancy, clean park anymore. It's now like we have to get out of here. It's chaos. You know, <laughs> and, and, chaos. And and that's how <laughs> we end the first film to like what I think, you know, out of these three films was the perfect one. Was, yeah, was great. Oh, definitely. It, um, and then it hits with that perfect, you know, with that, that score. Do, like... do, do, do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, John Williams. So I, I know I've Williams spoken score. a lot about this film. You know, to me, there was always way more to talk about with just the first one. 
oh, the second one. There's not and as the much to one. talk about with two and three. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna probably break in as deep as the first one, but I just had a lot of stuff for that first one that like I have so much to tell. You know. <laughs> I have stories to tell for ages. <laughs> no, you you weren't kidding when you had notes ready, dude. Like you started going with this, and I'm like, I'm gonna let Wayne take the lead. This is great. Oh yeah. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> this is this is Startcast. This isn't PCW. Here I am, just just taking over the reins here. I'm sorry. I, no, no need to apologize, dude. No need. Yeah, no need. <laughs> At um, least I had some good facts. <laughs> Let's take a quick little break, and when we come back, we will cover the Lost World, Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park Three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Yep, we'll be right yeah. back, folks. All right, we're back. So yeah, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you were ready for that one, Aiden. Yes, I was. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's keep this Jurassic Park rolling, and uh... <laughs> what? Life what? uh uh finds a way. <laughs> well, and speaking of Ian Malcolm, he gets to be our big lead in. The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Curious title. Weird they didn't call it Jurassic Park, colon, The Lost World. Instead, mm-hmm. we get The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. I-, I just prefer to call it Jurassic Park, too. <laughs> there you go. It's way less confusing. <laughs> uh, this is one of the rare Steven Spielberg sequel movies. Um, not too many of those exist. Nope. That is true. Very, very true. Um, so, yeah, we get... Uh, we kind of get some, we get a few returning characters in the Lost World. We get, of course, get Ian Malcolm back. We get a cameo at the beginning of the movie and another little clip at the end with John Hammond. Uh, we briefly get to see both the kids. Um, but uh, otherwise, we, those are the only returning cast members we get in this one. The rest um, of the characters are <laughs> brand new. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lost World, it takes place. Uh, Four this- years. Yeah, this movie came out in, what was it, 97? Yeah, 97. 97. Uh, I'm now 11. It takes takes place four years uh, after the first one. And um, the, so to kind of get everybody caught up, the events of the first movie have kind of been hushed up through non-disclosure agreements. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Ian Malcolm broke his NDA and came out to the public talking about what happened. And kind of got his career squashed a bit uh, by InGen's lawyers as a result. And so, you know, we see him in the movie where people kind of see him on the subway and recognize him. The one dude comes up and sits next to him is like, you know, roar, you're the dinosaur guy. And, you know, that's kind of what he's like. Oh, I guess I I skipped over the entire beginning. uh, Oh, yeah. Intro. This movie's got a fun little intro. It does. It um, because we know that this one is more based off of Site B, uh, Isla Isla uh, yeah. uh, Sorna. Yes, Isla yeah. Sorna. Right. We mentioned yeah, eighty-seven earlier, miles southwest of Isla Nublar. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, so in yeah, this one, th- we do see a lot more deaths too. We in the first one, we only saw five. In this one, we're going to see about sixteen, roughly. Yeah, maybe quite a, little a bit more. more in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The, the the opening scene on this one, we get like a, a you know, a, a wealthy family in a yacht stops on the island to have lunch. Their little girl goes off exploring, um, finds 
a single little a cop- dinosaur <laughs> cop- <laughs> that never gets old does it it really never does the way mr dna says dinosaur <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> uh and so this little girl finds a compi feeds it some roast beef and then it brings on a whole lot more and then we get at the beginning what feels like a pretty horrifying scene right off the bat because they kind of leave you to think that this little girl just got eaten by a bunch of little dinosaurs. Right, right. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, uh, and, and good way to somewhat inappropriate uh, transition <laughs> from the mother screaming to Jeff Goldblum yawning. Yeah, yawning. <laughs> Where it's like, did you just make a joke out of that? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, did 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 you want? The people who think that the mother was screaming at Jeff Goldblum? I mean, don't get me wrong, I would too. <laughs> yeah, and and this one really tried to bring out all the stops. They're like, okay, well, a lot of people complained the first film we didn't have enough deaths. Okay, we need more deaths. Mm-hmm. A lot of people complained the first film we didn't get enough scenes with dinosaurs. So, okay, way more dinosaur screen time this time. Didn't get to the you dinosaurs know, like, fast enough in the first Right, film. yeah. Right yeah. off the bat, it's a fresh new dinosaur we haven't seen before in the Jurassic Park world. We saw compies. You know, um, just real quick, um, what I think is kind of important in the beginning of the movie here, he gets to meet up, Ian Malcolm gets to meet up with John Hammond, and we're finding out that uh, his nephew is kind of like the antagonist, and he's the one taking over everything because John Hammond's kind of reaching that age and he's becoming unhealthy. And this is a, at the end of the day for this guy, it's more business. You know, it's not about family or blood. It's more about money, 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 money. You know, Mm -hmm. it seems like this guy's all about, uh, I guess the whole plot of this is like, we're going to be bringing these dinosaurs off the Island to the public. We're going to bring them to you, which I was like, that's a, bad idea (laughs) yeah it's it's more hubris and then also i feel like the biggest theme in this movie is capitalism versus naturalism yeah you know and 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 they're not subtle about it they beat mm -hmm. you over the freaking head with that that theme like several times throughout this movie yeah and and as we see how they get ian malcolm on the island is it's not with money this time which we normally see it's your girl is there like (laughs) like i was like man like there's only one other thing that can make me go if it's not money it's that girl is there and now she needs me to come and get her it's a rescue operation it is jeff goldblum said yeah Yeah, this is no longer longer an expedition this is now a rescue mission Uh which is cool because then we get to see like the the crew that they assembled and like the the gear that they're taking and we get introduced to his daughter which we find out, um, I guess, Jeff Goldblum character Ian did mention in the previous film that he's been through a lot of marriages. He's had a couple kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is one of them. And, you know, I guess she seems like the type of kid who gets kind of moved around a lot with, you know, parents dropping her off here, dropping her off there. Yeah. And, you know, what any other kid would do, you know, um, don't do this. Actually, you know what? Don't even listen to me. And it's like, okay, well then I'm going to sneak on to this, you know, this, uh, I guess, camper. And... Oh, I exactly predicted that. And, and here's oh, the yeah. thing I got to ask, Aiden. Your dad tells you to, to, you know what, don't listen to me. Are you curious and are you jumping on that RV and hiding in there? I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to be the problem. 
<laughs> no, okay. a- Aiden is the kid that listens to all the rules and follows them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if I were to say, okay, that was don't get on asking. this thing, you don't do this, he probably wouldn't. Now, his younger brother? Yeah, he, he'd... Oh, yeah, he, he definitely would, would. He would pull a Kelly. Le- Liam okay. would be living in that thing, making a mess. <laughs> Which I found, first of all, I don't know how long. How long is that trip? Like, do they leave Costa Rica? Is that where that was filmed? Like, but like, how far and how long did she have to hide that nobody saw her? Nobody. Nobody. Not even like the guy on the boat's like, hey, I say, I think your daughter's in the back. Like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like, that is true because, I mean, it isn't like it was, it had to have been a long trip. They, they had to load up all that gear on a boat in, yeah. in San Diego, right? I yeah, think it yeah. was in San Diego. And yeah, then, San Diego. And then pilot that boat to, what was it, 87 miles southwest of Costa Rica or something? That's kind yeah, of true. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guy with the boat, you know, he tells them, like, right off the bat, like, you know, Los Cinco Mertes, like, the island of five deaths, which we get the, the mentioning of the five islands, oh, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah, the five deaths, the five islands. That makes Los sense. Cinco Mertes. Yes, and he does. They don't mention really in the series about these other islands, except you know Isla Sorna and Nublar. But if you've ever played some of the old Operation Genesis or even the new uh, Jurassic Park Evolution games, they have those other islands that you could work on. They're smaller, and um, they kind of describe you know what they do on those islands. And uh, really, in the game, you're you're working your way towards Isla Sonora and Nublar. So those are the big islands you want to open. So in the game, you get to experience these smaller, tighter islands. Um, I always thought that was good. Like, there could be other stories there in the future they could do. Um, because when I saw Fallen Kingdom, you know, me being like the one guy standing up in the theater like, no, they have all these other islands they own. <laughs> like, I don't understand why everybody's freaking out about this one island. Like, you know, plot holes. Uh, <laughs> plot holes. I still haven't plot seen holes. Fallen Kingdom. Oh, man. Okay, so. Uh, but, but I'm going you're... to watch it before this next one comes out, Dominion. Exactly. Oh, I want to see Dominion in theaters. And you guys have to bring me back because we must talk about those three then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We will. We, we will do a Jurassic World uh, uh, nice. review also with the three of us at some point. That'll be fun. Exactly. And uh, now we're seeing more dinos. We see Stegosauruses. Which I thought was kind of cool, um, you know, uh, to see a uh, baby stego and just to see how big they made the uh, the stegosauruses here. Um, you know, 1997. I I, I felt like the CGI was a, it seemed a little worse than the first one. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't kinda... under and it's weird because it had a bigger budget. Oh, so it did. I, it did. It had a little bit of a bigger budget. I guess that makes not, sense because they're filming not on much. island. Yeah, not much. And I know a lot of filming in these Jurassic Park movies were either done in like Hawaii. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because a lot um, of the sets are still up in Hawaii. Still there. Like tourist spots, right? Exactly. Which oh, I would love to do. You know? Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Be, Take a picture of you... me in front of this grass field. Why? <laughs> you, you don't understand. You don't get it. You don't get it. Well, I was thinking how cool it would be to drive through those big gates. You know, yeah, that, yeah, would, be that would be awesome. The big gates, um, they actually had another design for those originally, but Steven Spielberg was a big fan of the King Kong gates. And that's they also make that little reference in the beginning of the film where Ian's like, what do they have in there, King Kong? 
And that was a little nod to Steven Spielberg, you know, liking those gates from that King Kong movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, as yeah. soon as he as soon as he said it was kind of based off the gates from King Kong, I was like, oh, I bet that's where the reference came from. That reference came from, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, we're introduced to Sarah Harding's character, which I I kind of liked her character. Um, you know, pretty like yes and no for for a scientist, yes no. she's shockingly dumb. Yeah, she's a right, a I mean, dumb scientist. With with it's like okay, you've just moves, brought but... a baby T Rex back to your okay so we're gonna jump ahead a little bit here but yeah go okay so she's just brought a baby t-rex back to um their trailer right now Mm -hmm. but this movie also it's got the the dinosaur theory in this one is t-rex was a good parent right because she brings this up multiple times you know Mm -hmm. she's she's talking about it um when they first meet up with the team when she's arguing with with ian malcolm she argues with the other paleontologist out in the field from from the from the InGen team later about it. And so it's like she believes one of the few paleontologists who believes that T-Rex was a fiercely loyal parent and she's bringing this baby back. OK, then T-Rex has come. Shit goes sideways. And then later on, she's walking through the jungle covered in T-Rex blood. Boy. When, when yeah. she said that, oh, they have the biggest olfactory sense of anything in the fossil record. And it's like. Why are you still wearing this coat? Like, what, yeah. like the amount yeah. of dumb decisions that she makes. But that's kind of where I feel like as these Jurassic Park movies go along, they get successively worse. Like the first one, near perfect lazy. movie. This second one, there's a lot of plot holes in it. Um, yeah, the the, the I, do, I do think that the characters kind of are a little emotionless at times in the second movie. Like yeah, at times, I I think I I kind of see where you're coming from, like. Um, but like the the second one for me is the one where they start having like big reaches, where mm. it's like you know like oh we're gonna ask you to to come along on this ride. Whereas in the first movie it's like there weren't too many of those, and then by the yeah. time you get to the third one it's just Ugh. it's all big reaches and 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 shit. But but that I like I I think it's probably nostalgia glasses. I still love the Lost World, <laughs> like warts yeah. and all. I still love it, but man, there are some parts that that make me roll my eyes. It it is like, it gives you a lot of what you loved in that first one. Like I said, it's like, oh, you love dinosaurs? Well, here's more dinosaurs. Yeah, you want T-Rex? There's two T-Rexes and a baby. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you love raptors? Well, guess what? Here's a lot more raptors. You know, um, you know, like the deaths too. Like we said, there was like 16 deaths. Um, I did like the whole scene where... The RV is going off the side of the mountain, you know, because of the rain and it's being dragged. Oh, that whole because of the T Rex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the T Rex is, you know, pushed it over. And, you know, Eddie, he's doing everything he can by tying that line off, making sure they can climb up that line. And then he's trying to save the RVs from going off the side. You know, he's doing a lot during the storm. So, like, he made up, like, his scene. He, he did a lot for that scene. Like, he was trying to become the hero. And he almost had it, and, you know, until. You know, these Rexes both came. Yeah, until the T-Rex just said, oh, yeah, we're dinosaurs. Let's eat something. (laughs) Yeah, let's just tear the roof off of this Mercedes and just pull him and rip him apart. So he got a pretty gruesome death. Oh, Uh, easily the most gruesome death in in the Lost World. Yeah, yeah. You know, to get tossed up in the air, 
caught by your feet the other t-rex catches your upper half and you get ripped in half like ugh. yeah oh grizzly yeah but then a, another big reach follows shortly thereafter when they're all mm-hmm. hanging on the rope underneath the 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 rv thing and then it falls and they go through two trailers without a single one of them getting knocked off that rope yeah right. cinematically it's very cool looking especially with the explosion yeah. below them and everything but it's yep. a, it's a reach where it's like ah i uh, um, we we skipped ahead a bit a bit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> uh, not by much. I mean, we missed uh, the uh, you know one of my they, favorite they introduced... scenes. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Introduced... Oh, they okay. So we see um the the reason for all this and the baby T Rex uh, uh being in their care is because we see InGen come in and InGen or originally they thought they had more time to get in there and get out, but InGen you know all about that business. So they yep, send. They're a, sending a, a whole team in to go and collect the dinosaurs from the island. Exactly. Like we're taking these animals to San Diego. They go right after all the herbivores, which is a good scene because we see a lot of we see the the brachiosaurus. We see a lot of other uh, big uh, herbivores, which is cool. Um, a pachiosaurus, the ones with the hard heads. Yeah, that um, shit was we, amazing. We're we're yeah. introduced to to Roland. Which I I actually liked Roland's character. Oh, my favorite this, character in the sequel, because yeah, he he kind of changes his view from the beginning of this film, and there is a deleted scene uh, that they don't show with him earlier before this, before he gets on the island, where he beats up some guy at a bar, um, who is flirting with one of the waitresses, like oh, I've really seen treating that her bad. I didn't yeah, not even so know that a, was a thing. Yeah, it's a good scene. It kind of like shows you like he's a badass, but he's a good guy. You know, like he has good intentions, but he's a hunter. You know, he's looking for that. The the last the last thing for him to hunt is the buck, the male. You know, the T Rex, the greatest predator of all. And you know, uh, Vince Vaughn's character makes a good point. He's like, the thing's been extinct for sixty five million years, and the first thing you want to do is hunt it. You know. It's a good point, but I loved his character. So we're introduced to him. You know, he's in, I guess, in charge of this operation of gathering these dinosaurs. Um, and, and they have a lot of these dinosaurs captive, and they're given a a presentation with really bad internet, I guess, <laughs> to people uh, <laughs> in another country. I have no idea where. Um, and then, you know, uh. Ian's team, they try to break out a lot of these dinos and set them free, and it basically just sets chaos. And <laughs> somehow, I don't understand, everything gets destroyed. All the vehicles, all the communication devices, everything. Everything. I those, don't understand. It's because the dinosaurs stampede like through that right. tent and, and, and destroy everything. Um, yeah. Going back to, to Roland Tembo's... Uh, go, yeah, go for it. Uh, his intro... I love that scene because, you know, we see all these choppers, engine choppers come flying in and they're carrying all these, you know, vehicles and everything. And then it immediately goes into this very high energy scene of them, you know, driving around and like wrangling all these dinosaurs. And and then, you know, we get the 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 new head of engine Hammond's uh, nephew that we saw at the beginning of the movie. He's mm. there also and he's telling people that he wants a camp set up you know, in this area in 30 minutes. And that's when we get Roland's uh, intro and he turns around and just gives this amazing monologue to this guy saying, do you have any idea where we are? We're on a game trail. Yeah. Carnivores hunt on game trails. You trying to set up a buffet. And then he's like, 
He's like, go ahead, set it up wherever you want. I don't give a shit. I just want the chance to hunt a Tyrannosaur. I've been on too many safaris with rich dentists to listen to any more suicidal ideas. <laughs> it's just incredible. An incredible I monologue. Like, what an introduction to this guy. Yeah, like, he's here for one thing and one thing only. And, and I and love even it when like... he's trying to hand out the, the orders and he's, like, got the little thing with the binder clips and he's trying to read the dinosaurs. And then he's like, it's like, the fat bald one, Friar Tuck. Or the one with yeah, the, pompadour, the pompadour, Elvis. The Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I love it. He just like tosses the paper out. Like he's like, I don't know the name. The one with the horn. <laughs> Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like even like after they take down, like they're not even on this island for a full day. Like he's right to work, and he gets right off out of his truck, and he's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "To collect my fee." <laughs> the guy's and awesome. He, you know, he, I mean, yeah, I, he's. he's right to the point i personally even, think trophy hunting is is awful and terrible but as a character this guy's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah very badass because like he even he we even see him in a scene where he's in the nest of the t-rex and he goes they're gonna know we were here a mile away like they, they so it's like dude he knows i'm already screwed they know i'm here like they smell me and i'm gonna take that infant to lure like the buck or the doe like i do think that like, that's pretty genius like it is at the same time but like horrifying yeah finally that's also stupid like if you were one of those guys right back at that camp and this the guy the guy in charge comes back with a baby t-rex and you're like dude get that thing away from me like, <laughs> Join somebody like, get this dinosaur like, away I from understand. me you got your own stuff going on, but put that T-Rex elsewhere. Like, why they, Why are you so close to my tent with that thing? Because, we, yeah, we do see, again, like, they set up camp after everything's destroyed. We see them uh, get with Ian's team after the T-Rexes throw the, the RVs off the side. So we see now these teams have to work together because they've lost everything. Yeah. And they come up with a game plan, and the game plan is to go to the village in the center of the island where they can hopefully reach some communications. Um, but yeah, when they set up for the night, the tent, um, again, she has that jacket full of blood, and she just keeps it with her. In the tent? Yeah, it's, it's just hanging it up. And even Roland brings it up. He's like, hey, are you injured? She goes, oh, no, it's blood from the baby T-Rex's bone I was trying to set. Like, he, he, even he should have said that, like, you probably shouldn't have that. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Well, and with the way they set up her character saying, oh, she did time, you know, in studying carnivores in Africa. She knows all this stuff about, you know, sleeping, you know, downwind, downwind and, and all this stuff. And it's like, but she's dumb enough to walk around with a jacket covered in blood, even having like as a point of conversation. Ah, it's just not dry. I'm just, yeah, I'm just this bloody lady <laughs> walking <laughs> around on an island full of carnivores. They'll kill me if they smell me. Yeah, Very makes true. sense. Yeah, so, so I mean that's that's one of the the reaches of this movie where it's like, okay, an expert is doing something patently stupid. Oh, now oh, we're gonna yeah. get to another stupid decision. Oh yeah. Now we're gonna yeah. now we're gonna get to uh, the one guy who dies from a bunch of compies. Uh, so <laughs> oh, I don't dude, know how. Dude, get this. I was just looking at IMDb, and yeah, yeah. that character's name is Dieter Stark. <laughs> really, Stark. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Never knew That's the character's so last name was Stark. I'm I'm not impressed. 
Oh, wow, well, I, I can't believe a Stark out. died. <laughs> Thanks to movie. dinosaurs. <laughs> but it, it, this is one where they kind of set it up where you kind of want to see this guy bite it. Because, yeah. you know, we see him earlier where, you know, he's looking at a compie and it's coming right up to him and he's talking to this paleontologist on their team. And he's like, oh, it's, they're not even afraid. And this guy's like, you know, the paleontologist says, you know, these things have never seen man. They have no reason to be afraid of us. And then the guy takes out a, a cattle prod and shocks it. He's like, oh, yeah. now, now he will. And it's yeah. and so it's and kind of poetic mind. that, that yeah. then this guy gets taken out by compies. Yeah, yeah they like, wanted revenge. <laughs> That's how it was it's a revenge like, story. It was a bad way, too, because like he goes to, to use the bathroom, which, first of all, I, I, I've been in Boy Scouts. I don't go a mile and a half to use the bathroom. This guy went far. No, he had to, to brown, use the bathroom. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that's what it was. But still, like, even so, on that island, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to be, like, right around the corner of that tree. I don't care if you smell it. We're leaving here in 10 minutes anyway. <laughs> I like, gotta go talk to a man about a horse. Don't leave without me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, and then he loses all his weapons somehow. He doesn't have a pistol on him or a knife. He just, you know, that electric prod and a massive gun. Like, that's all he brought. Like, yeah, falls down a ravine like we've seen in previous movies where people fall down a ravine, lose everything, get to the bottom, and now he has nothing. He's completely lost, has no idea how he fell down there and where he's at. And, and, And then he gets taken out by a bunch of compies. Like, I'd say maybe like 20, 30 um oh some they? of those like, are horrible too that one that oh, bites yeah. on his lip and yeah. he's pulling it away and it's like pulling his lip out it's like oh damn yeah, dude a good, a i think that is animatronics a... too with that okay i definitely think something that was improved with the sequel is probably the blood and gore like that's yeah, true they do have more blood in this one yeah they definitely do definitely more blood in this one like when they're all running away from the t-rex and which like, well, the, I kind of want to get to that in a second. That like, that scene where the they're hiding behind the waterfall, mm-hmm. and the snake goes down the paleontologist guy's shirt, and then he gets crunched by the T Rex, and it's just all the blood coming down. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, exactly. So well, a little bit forward, yeah, that's that's what happens. We get the the idiots in the tent with the all the chocolate hanging out, all the candy that she oh, was yeah. trying to put away, and then the <laughs> bloody shirt, like just like just asking for it like even yeah even if there wasn't like you might as well read eat like, me all over you like does she ever hear of a bear bag like you don't <laughs> leave all that stuff just out like you're asking for it but yeah like you know one of the guys like freaks out and like the t-rex freaks out and that's when it's just chaos oh yeah now you got the wakes up just screaming <laughs> yeah just like, screaming ah. in spanish and and uh you got roland he's you know the the dough is gone after the group of people but but roland stayed behind to get the buck and that's when he goes to fire the gun and he realizes that there's blanks and if you catch it back when they take that first initial break vince vaughn's character sits pretty close to the gun when sarah is there talking about the blood on her shirt that's when he looks at the gun and that's the only time you see roland leave that gun sit there unattended yeah and that's when he takes those blanks out he puts those blanks in well okay so later in the movie when they're flying away in the helicopter it shows him and he drops like just the bullets 
yeah. on the floor. So it was like he took the bullets out and he had a pair of needle nose pliers with him where he was able to work the slug off the end of it, dump the powder out, and then just put the, the empty rounds back in. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of work. A lot of do, work, like, pretty quickly. Yeah, it would have made more sense had had Roland opened up the the gun and checked the breech and just found that there was no bullets in it, and then yeah. at the end, <laughs> Vince Vaughn would have actually just dropped two full cartridges on the ground and not just the slugs, because it's like, like those slugs, you don't get those out with your fingers. If you can take I a know. slug off the end of a bullet with your fingers, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we see. Uh... You know, like the T-Rex doe chasing them down. You mentioned the waterfall scene, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think an issue I have with this, like, that? with the dinosaur T-Rex chasing the group of people is like, didn't in the first movie, John Hammond said that the T-Rex was clocked at 32 miles per hour? Yeah, it is. They're getting yeah. chased by the slowest T-Rex. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I like what's the issue with weird. this one? He's been hunting in the wild. He should be able to catch up with the group of people. It's yeah. another big reach from this one, dude. Yeah, they were able to. He was able to. Uh, she was able to step on that one guy, and like squish him a couple times. <laughs> and then he went uh, along for a ride on the bottom yeah. of the foot for a few for a few steps. I always thought that was kind of gruesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's kind of like so... when you step in dog shit and it's stuck in the waffles of your boot. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle stomp. <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, that was wild. <laughs> now we see. I call it my I, evil Elmo laugh. <laughs> Did that come off evil Elmo to you, Wayne? <laughs> A little now it does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I do a bunch of voice impressions. I just like doing them. Location, location, location. You don't want to be doing those in church or anything. <laughs> <laughs> or a funeral. Oh. <laughs> location, location, location. So anyway, Lost World. <laughs> yeah, Lost World. So now we get to the introduction of the raptors, which I love the the long grass scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it, it, when they filmed it, they did they they grew eight acres of this so they could film this multiple times and let this grass grow for almost a year. Um, so like, oh, that's cool. Oh my yeah, god. So like, so like now they're ru- these guys are just running through the field, and even RJ goes, "Don't go into the long grass." But he still and goes into the he grass still anyway. Goes in the long grass anyway. <laughs> no, he doesn't and follow his own go I was gonna mention right? that, but you beat me to it. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know the scary part of you could see I did like the camera shot above, and you could see the lines of the raptors walking yes. towards them. Yeah, it felt like directions. a maze. It did. It, it, you know what's scary is like now in the first film we were we only had to deal with one, two, or three raptors, and they they were kind of out of their element, so the kids kind of had like the upper hand. But now we're in the raptors element, and you know they're hunting all these guys and you see them start getting taken out one at a time from the back of the line and you see their tails go up in the air like lizards i mean it, the whole scene is really cool intense and then all of a sudden like now everybody realizes what's happening and there's complete panic and the raptors are just all over the place and they had that one scene of that raptor jumping up and landing on that one guy you yeah know? yeah so just that whole raptor scene i i always thought was really cool especially in the theaters yeah 
it's one of the best scenes you know, in the movie, in my opinion. Like, yeah, really captures the horror of encountering raptors in the wild. It's like encountering a cheetah, <laughs> like a whole bunch yeah. of them that are way smarter. The, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it was very scary. But that scene where um, they're all cutting through the grass and up above—that is, it's it's a classic scene. Yeah, um, because you know it all leads to um, you know. Vince Vaughn's character reaching the was okay. I'm gonna I I more plot holes. Okay, so they they get out somehow. They make it through all the long grass and don't get you know Ian and, and his group make it through and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I would only assume because the raptors are occupied hey, my mic, with sorry. what's already there. <laughs> and, and um, so when Vince Vaughn's character gets. You know, you know, he's like, I'm going to go ahead and you guys just catch up. He just goes by himself. Like after what they just went through, he just goes by himself into this building. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. No way. <laughs> no way. Again, again, somebody who has like the guts to just like, yeah, I'll just go right ahead by myself. Like no gun. He just has a flashlight and a clipboard. I'm like, dude, what don't, are you doing? Don't forget the bolt cutters. <laughs> yeah, and the bolt cutters, right? He was Hammond's secret plan. Yeah, he was, or, or he was the backup plan. <laughs> yeah, and he never uses a weapon in the movie. I don't think. No, no, I don't no. think so. No, he just has the bolt cutters. You know, if anything, he disarms the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> the weapon but, disarmer. But yeah, he he gets to that facility and and you know he, there's he's able to find power somehow and and turn it on and get radio singles. So now we know that these people are getting picked up and. And, um, you know, and it does like right after it does like a quick cut and we see we don't see it, but we hear it. Um, Roland is able to take down the buck and you can see him sitting there. And even though you can't see it every time the, the T-Rex takes a breath, you can see the long grass next to him move that that T-Rex is there and it's, you know, it's heavy breathing. So he was able to trank it. He didn't kill it. Mm hmm. So now we know that he kind of got what he wanted, but he kind of didn't. But at the same time, you know, for that 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 company man guy, he's you know, oh my god, like you didn't kill it, you trank, you know, the one of the greatest predators ever known to man. Like we we are gonna make millions. Like we're um, going to be rich, por favor. So now we have the uh, another raptor scene when when Ian and and the the two girls come in, into the same I guess the same place where Vince Vaughn's character is but nowhere to be seen by the way <laughs> yeah di- different part of the building right yeah, yeah. it has like I, I was so confused I'm like okay so were they just lured there, lured to that opening because of the power. Like, so those fence and stuff, like, did Vince Vaughn character get in somewhere else? But, like, why is he nowhere to be seen this entire scene? He wasn't on top of the roof, like, hey, over here, over here. Like, nothing. Like. Yeah, he um, just, it's like he got his little part in the plot done. And, and now it's time to go into the, you know, the, our three other characters just running from the raptor, raptors in this. And it was like, they looked at this and they're like, well, how do we beat the kitchen scene? Exactly. The first one. And it's like, in my opinion, they didn't even come close to... See, see I know no. how we beat the kitchen scene. We don't. <laughs> yeah. This one was very fast-paced and like... Yeah. Some of it's, it's like, almost what, silly. 
you know it is because like yeah i feel like a main example of like it being kind of silly is like when the girl says hey you and the velociraptor actually turns its head yeah that's that's a low point in the movie it's like they're supposed to be intelligent (laughs) and and she does the gymnastic routine beforehand that's that's the lowest part in the movie in my opinion oh and then there's the the big callback the school cut you from the team Oh man, good callback. You got me staying in the theater. <laughs> that was an awesome callback. <laughs> the whole scene with Jeff Goldblum running from the dinosaur, though, where he like he goes in the office, then it crashes through the window. But I thought they could open off. doors. Yeah, and then it hits him through another window, and then he goes in the in the truck, and it hits him, and he goes flying out the other side of that. It's it's all silly because yeah, I mean, none of really comes had off as that scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fast, like. The initial scare of the raptor coming out and, and attacking Sarah and jumping on her back. Yeah, that, that little pop, like, oh, you know, got me. But after that, it's just like, we're just going to keep throwing everything at you. Everything at you. Keep throwing this at you. Because, they, you know, they throw, they throw a lot at the wall and try to see what sticks. Even exactly. Where we have two raptors at the end fight each other over Sarah to kill. One of them kills each other. You know, like, okay, we're going to see raptors kill each other we're gonna see oh and we're gonna see a girl kill a raptor like yeah the whole scene was was rough uh you know th- thankfully it didn't last too long as maybe like a 10 15 minute scene um and then yeah like what i thought and I, i'm assuming like a lot of other people in the theater at the time probably thought this was the end of the movie like they get on the helicopter they're flying off. Yeah, the I definitely thought it was the end of the movie. Like, yeah, this is where like you get up, and you're like, you, you're probably like, all right, Dad, I'm going to bed. <laughs> movie. I'm done. <laughs> oh man, I think the bit in San Diego at the end of this movie is a lot of fun, though. Oh yeah, where where the T Rex is, yeah, is storming of, through the city, it, it gives me a like a lot of people have Godzilla vibes. vibes. Like, it is a lot of Godzilla vibes. Um, there's a lot of. It's cool because you're seeing like what how the the world would take like a modern like a a t-rex a dinosaur in the modern day which we do see in these newer movies these newer trailers we're seeing how that's going to play out and the world got a taste of that before and that's here and you know it's not like oh a triceratops got loose in san diego oh like a comp a bunch of compies got loose out of a crate no, we're talking about the big one of the biggest carnivores. <laughs> the big loose. scary one. <laughs> the, and it's a buck too, and it's pissed mm. off. You know, it's because it's it's infant is missing, and yeah. you know, the, a plot holes again. I didn't understand. So the ship crashes into the dock, um, and we see that the crew is all dead. Yes, big plot hole here. Big oh, plot yeah. hole. And and there was rumors that there was supposed to be a scene where uh, uh, raptors were on board and they got loose and they killed a bunch of the crew, which that would make sense. But like mm-hmm. nothing. So like that yeah. would have made sense because every time I've watched that scene and it, like when it shows the severed hand that's still on the wheel of the ship, it's like yeah. but that room's not completely destroyed. And it's like, well, how did that big ass T-Rex get in there and do yeah. that? Because you said in a scene previous that the baby was transported by jet to the lab. So it wasn't the baby that got loose and did this. I've never heard the thing about the Raptors that would have neatly filled in that plot hole. Yeah. Also, if 
Also, if the T-Rex was apparently eating the crew, why is it still in the cage? How did it get back into the cargo hold? Exactly. And then the guy who trapped it in the cargo hold still died. Like, a lot of plot holes in that scene. But yeah. but the 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 general idea of it is cool. I think it just lacked an execution. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I felt like with a, a, a few throwaway lines, maybe like you could even show like some bullet holes to like the glass, like there was a battle and like maybe one, like, oh, we have a dead raptor over here. And it's like, oh, well, that explains a lot. And then move on. Like, you know, but no, no, they, they, they just think we're stupid and let's carry on. But yeah, they let the T-Rex out, um, gets yes. loose. Yes, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and we see it go through San Diego, which is great. Uh, we see a lot of cool scenes. Um, to see a blockbuster see, video. We see a blockbuster video, yeah. Oh, with, I didn't notice that then. With a, that's what the, there's a car that crashes oh, into it. Oh, right. And it shows a movie poster. You briefly see a movie poster that has Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's for King Lear. There's also one with, like, Robin yeah. Williams. Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah i love it when movies make fake movie posters and put other actors in them and then just have it in the background it's always a fun little easter egg that it's like oh whoever you know whatever little production designer or something you know just wanted to put this wink in um like last action here is a great example of that too there's all sorts of you know different movies that weren't real movies embedded in that and um who knows Uh, yeah uh jay and silent mob strike back had a whole bunch of good ones too who knows? Oh, maybe yeah, maybe a <laughs> maybe a director will one day l- watch Jurassic Park two, look at King Lear, and say, "Hey, I want to make that <laughs> with Arnold." <laughs> yes, with Arnold. That'd be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Schwarzenegger doing Shakespeare? Poopy or not poopy? That was the question. That's pretty good, way. <laughs> good job Wayne I give that a 10 out of 10 thank you <laughs> oh man I need to start a Fiverr account and start making some money <laughs> <laughs> my, so, my favorite like real quick my favorite uh, one of PCL's commercials that, that they put in during some of the breaks the one where it's for like PCL gear and it's done with the voice of Schwarzenegger. And it's talking about the bath mat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. It's one of my favorite things ever. It's so funny. Anyway, anyway, back to the chase scene through San Diego. <laughs> All right, yeah. so at one point, the dinosaur goes to get water. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it goes to the pool, and then the boy notices it. I think that scene is kind of cool for the most part. You know, for the most part. I always wonder, it's like, how is that t-rex doing drinking that pool of water <laughs> yeah i mean it, it has chlorine <laughs> okay but i think the scene like i think a part of that scene that just conflicts me the most is when the boy tells the parents that there's a dinosaur in, in our yard like it sounds so soulless like <laughs> like there's a dinosaur in our backyard you weren't impressed with this child actor no, yeah, not really. Freaking out. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. think he'd be more excited or freaked out that, that you know, because it's a big dinosaur. And the parents in their terrible pajamas. <laughs> yeah, pajamas. they're low budget pajamas. Arguing about the yeah. fish tank. <laughs> he needs a proper nightlight. <laughs> <laughs> Only to see the dog be eaten. Oh, and that's 
Uh, that, that's yeah. dark. That part's, it is very dark. It is dark, yeah. <laughs> the, I like, the man, freaking do- the doghouse hanging out its mouth. Yeah. Like the tag from got, the teabag. <laughs> yeah, terrible. you know, he got... Yeah, they, they, like... And what's even worse is they, like, solidify it, too. Like, that dog is gone, because when that house falls, it shatters completely flat. Like, yeah. it doesn't... Ro- like, in a pile. It's just completely flat. Like, Steven Spielberg was like, I want that dog gone. <laughs> I, I despise I dogs. On that set, somebody brought a dog. He goes, you know what? I want your dog in the film. Really, Mr. Spielberg? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to put your dog in the film. And then he puts him in the That's what you did with my dog? <laughs> <laughs> he was the stand-in for the goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, I, I, I want to mention here, we get to see a little bit when they go to get the baby T-Rex, we see a little bit of the park that they were trying to build in San Diego. Now, I'm kind of curious because with the new Dominion movie coming out, will we ever get to see what that park looks like finished? And would they show it in Dominion? Because um, I, I was surprised we didn't get to see any of it in Jurassic World, but um, that's a whole different... That's a whole different uh, bag. Well, you gotta <laughs> think by the time Dominion comes around that it's like they're through with the park idea. Because wasn't I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom, but isn't the plot in that that it's like it's like some shadow sect of the government that is now doing this yeah. stuff with the dinosaurs to try and weaponize them? And it's like it's there's, been, there's it's, really no park stuff going on in, in that one, right? Not not really. Um, I feel like what we kind of see here like I said, with the whole scenes in San Diego, is kind of what you see towards the end of Fallen Kingdom, where the dinosaurs are now free to roam, and um, you know they're they're wild now. Um, but yeah, we get they get a taste of this in 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 ninety seven uh, of, of the T Rex. Uh, I did like the scene where the T Rex like totally wrecks that bus. Oh yeah, you know. You know, if he would have been just going at 55 miles an hour and just stayed that speed, you know, maybe it wouldn't have happened. But <laughs> Sandra Bullock wasn't behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> he totally bodies that bus and just crushes it, though. Yeah, and it crush- It goes into a, a, a blockbuster. Okay, that's the thing that crashes into the blockbuster, then. Yeah. Then, Where we then see King house, Lear. <laughs> right after that is uh, my favorite scene. Where it has a bunch of the guys running and they're, you know, like, Godzilla! Yeah, uh, that, that scene is very, it almost feels like a nod and a wink. I love it. We got a <laughs> bunch of Asians in suits running away from a big lizard monster. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the poor guy who tries to run into Blockbuster. And unfortunately, the door is pulled, not pushed. Which I thought if the door was pushed, he probably would have survived. But he, he, uh... Yeah, and he, he just wanted to rent a video. Yeah, <laughs> but he got he eaten by a dinosaur. It closed. It's he like just wanted to rent close. the original Jurassic Park. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> and then yeah, they then we get our first like human death in San Diego. Well, I mean, can you imagine though, like trying to explain that like at the funeral, like he was eaten by a T Rex. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> How was Steve Eaton? He was by trying T-Rex. to rent the original Jurassic Park, but got eaten yeah. by a T-Rex. <laughs> the, yeah. the irony. Yeah. He went out. He said he was just going to get one movie. He said he was going to get Fern Gully, and we were just going to watch that and have a great night. But nope. Fern he Gully. Never made it 
I don't know. I just picked a random '90s movie. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, and then I did like the uh, the scene where they have like the San Diego like zoo. We're trying to come and like get the T Rex, and T Rex just basically comes around the corner and roars at him, and they like throw it in reverse. <laughs> like, the cops know nope. the one animal control yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the one classic. that catches like all the stray dogs in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, like fishtailing while it's driving away. Yeah. It's like, I get paid minimum wage for this crap. No way. Like, <laughs> no way. I have a pole with like a loop cable on the end. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. And then we see the the scene where they take the, the baby T-Rex and they're trying to lure it in the car, the nice sports car, um, which I can only assume that he was able to afford by selling information and having books come out. Uh, based on his experience from the first movie so you know dirty money <laughs> but uh yeah they they tried to lure the t-rex back and uh quick scene I, I like the scene where the uh the ball the 76 ball i guess yeah yeah, yeah. Station. Did, you, did you happen to catch how much gas was joe oh no i didn't how much no, was I it didn't, like a yeah. dollar three. <laughs> oh my god I that was sounds like, like 97 Man, I, I was going to cry. I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> gas was so cheap. It's like 4.30 here. Back in my oh day, my gas was so cheap. Why is it hey. so expensive now? Hey, you don't joke about that. That's a real thing for us, man. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, so I was born in 80. So when I turned 16 and 96, gas was still under a dollar a gallon. Yeah. Like we were bitching when it was a little like, it, like oh, it's a dollar three. What the fuck? Yeah. now it's just outrageous oh it's so outrageous dude you have no idea man when you're able to drive you're gonna have to get a loan just to get gas <laughs> just to fill up your tank it's crazy <laughs> but <laughs> so so now we see the uh the villain or not I, I guess the antagonist of the film get his comeuppance at the end oh yeah he, uh, yeah he goes down into the, the the little storage uh bay area and he finds the baby and he finds that the they took the 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 muzzle off, and you know uh, the the mom or the father kind of the buck just corners him, knocks him down to the ground, kind of takes his leg out, and then you see the baby like pounce on him and kind of make its first kill. Um, so that character is not coming back in Jurassic Park three. You know, <laughs> nope, <laughs> no. And then the uh, the movie wraps with that great little clip of Hammond talking yeah, about. And, you know, like the, this, these creatures require our absence. And, you know, if we can just get out of the way, you know, life will find a way. I, I think he even quotes freaking Malcolm in that last speech. Yeah. And Malcolm's probably like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you, you, I left, said that. you left the uh, uh out of that. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah's like, you didn't say that. No, I seriously, I said it. It was like, I don't know, it was like 93 or something. I, it's been a couple years since I said it. <laughs> it's been four years since I said it. It's on the back that. of my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and then we get to see our first, like, what I always thought was cool at the time, we got to see our first, like, uh, uh, Pteranodon, you know, at the end of the film, a nice CGI Pteranodon. Yeah, it did show um, some of them flying, yeah, flying yeah, around the it, island or it, away from the island or whatever, right? Yeah, it showed, yeah, it showed Yeah, them, I think uh, it was, like, one flying on a tree branch or something. Yeah, tree branch, yeah. Because um, they show, like, the T-Rexes together again with the baby, and they show a bunch of other herbivores that are completely fine with them there, but... Yeah, that's how the second one kind of ends. Um, yeah. 
it, the second one just I, I did enjoy the second one. It it wasn't my favorite out of the three. The first one just is. Oh, the, the first is, one is way yeah. more superior. <laughs> and, and I definitely think the these two films stand apart as two completely different films because this one was more like I said, it was like you like this, we're gonna give you this. You know, it was just more of what you loved in the first film, but the story I, I just think wasn't the was greatest. A lot of yeah, they they didn't really put a lot of effort in covering a lot of those plot holes, you know. Mm-hmm. And speaking of plot holes, <laughs> yeah, let's jump right Park into Park Jurassic Park, Park Three. Alan, I... wake up! <laughs> We're gonna talk about Jurassic Park Three now. <laughs> Alan, <laughs> I don't expect oh, us to have to talk about this one very much. Um, like kind of quickly, my thoughts Go on Jurassic it. Park Three is that this is. This is a movie that can best be described also by one of Malcolm's lines from the first movie. Just because you could didn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah. This movie existed only as a, oh, the, a, I, another sequel to Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's still goodwill uh, for for this IP out there. Let's make some more money off it. Um, the 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 role that Sam Neill plays in this as Alan Grant is incredibly meta because he's only on the island because he needs a check. And, and, and he says no heaven or force yeah no force on earth or yeah, heaven could get me on that island yeah yeah like the second and the, yeah the, the movie second. starts off but just like the way the the other one started rich people on an island that don't belong there oh yeah yeah and so I, yeah this, this whole movie is was who directed this one was it joe johnson, joe johnson. that's what i so, thought so listen to this joe johnson i'm just gonna list off a couple of his movies october sky Never the saw Wolfman, Jack Nicholson. Jumanji I remember that one with did, well, Robin Jack, Williams. Fuck, that movie's classic though. Jumanji with Robin Williams. Yeah, he also did the Rocketeer. Also uh, classic. So I mean, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, he, he did, did a the first Captain America movie too, didn't he? Yes, I was gonna say so that. So yeah, that. He, this guy's definitely done movies that I love. Yeah, he he does he does have a bunch of good ones, and it's kind of I, I feel like he probably like twisted the arm of steven spielberg to like you know come on let me just just come on like a uh, like please i beg you let, let me... me do just do one of them all right you could do the third one like i bet you <laughs> probably asked that, like when the after the first one came out he's like oh you can do a third one but there's no second one yeah but if there ever was you could probably do the third one <laughs> you know uh yeah i did like that when they brought sam neil back because honestly it's the only I, good part of this movie it, it is really it is. is the only good because i hate all the other characters. Every single because, other character do not yeah. like. I agree with you 100%, my friend. I don't like, like Mr. and Mrs. Kirby. I think they are extremely <laughs> annoying. There's so many plot holes. Like, in the very beginning, I don't understand when they're on the parasail. What kills the people on the boat? Like, I thought of a plot hole of it. Okay, maybe it's the Pteranodons, but they don't get out until the end of the film. You know, we don't see that but cage. But apparently they're out at the end of the second movie, though. Exactly. Yeah, but like... So it that, had to be yeah, some of is, them. And then what What caused the... And Yeah, exactly. And also then what caused all the rumors amongst the fishermen that we heard about in the second movie? There was something, obviously, that can kill people who just come close to this island. Exactly. Like, there, if you're really thinking that deep into it, it has to be that. Because, yeah, it is the same island from the second film. Um... And this is where we find out that there's something not on InGen's list. 
you know. Okay, now I'm going to defend this. I, my favorite dinosaur is the Spinosaurus. So it, even though my favorite dino is in this movie, I still hated this movie. <laughs> like, I have, it yeah, has its yeah. ups and downs, but like, it's just like plot hole after plot hole after plot hole. You know, the movie looks cheap. Yeah, it does. It does. The The Spinosaurus was the only like, good how thing. How does this, how does this work? How does this movie look worse than a 1993 movie? Because it's cheap. Yeah. yeah, and with this one coming out in 2001, it's like, how did it go down so far? I don't know the budget on this one. Did this one have a lot smaller budget than the first two? It, it was like $93 million. It, it actually was pretty high. And I was thinking most of it because it's probably the CGI. But they said when they built the Spinosaurus, it was the biggest animatronic uh, creature that Stan Winston's studio has ever built. This thing weighed more than the T-Rex. It was bigger than the T-Rex. It had a thousand horsepower engine powering this thing Holy to move shit. it. <laughs> so when they made this, the intentions were it's going to destroy everything in its sight. You know, and uh, I I really like the uh, the introduction of of the the Spino. Um, you know, like. You hear gunshots in the distance, and you know Billy's like Tyrannosaurus Rex, and Ian Mal or not Ian, um, Alan Grant's like, no, sounds bigger, you know, and like you as an audience, like what, what the hell's bigger than the T Rex, you know, <laughs> like, and then we get introduced in, in into something way bigger, uh, yeah, the Spinosaurus, uh, and, and for the record, when they. <laughs> I know I'm jumping around here. When they off they offered them to go to the island, they said they can write any amount of number on this check. Once you like, okay, you write half of it now, and then I'm gonna go cash this. We're gonna wait three days. If this check clears, we're gone. <laughs> but no, he just totally smiled and just went. So like, that also tells me that Hammond doesn't pay up. Oh uh, yeah. Because yeah. you think he would have been okay for 15 plus years, right? If Hammond paid up. That he didn't need money this bad, but apparently uh, <laughs> Billy blew the know. entire budget on a 3D printer. Apparently, yep, yeah, right. <laughs> so, that is very true. I have a 3D printer, probably expensive as heck, all heck back then. <laughs> Why do you have a 3D printer on a dig site in Wyoming? Yeah, <laughs> what exactly. are you doing <laughs> to make flutes, <laughs> dude? Okay, so in the previous two movies, I was able to come up with some sort of theme. Okay. I racked my brain all week. I don't think there's a theme in this movie other than we're just making a sequel to make money. Um, like, yeah. It's like a cash grab. This is it a was. total cash grab. It really grab. was. And it like, didn't I think really the plot, get I think, the grab they wanted, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the plot is the exact same from the second. Like, they're going to this island to rescue somebody. It, it is similar in, the, in that. In yeah, the, exactly. Is, yeah. You know? These plots are so similar. The the, I mean, it is different pretenses that they're getting Alan to the island. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This this movie did give us like the the beautiful, you know, uh, thing on the Internet of the Velociraptor saying Alan. Um, so I, I can't yeah. hate this movie 100 percent because I love that just for how incredibly stupid it is. Oh my god! As yeah. It's like it's like the Tobey Maguire dance from Spider Man Three. <laughs> yes, that it's it's something that's stupid and cringeworthy, and uh, uh, you know, the internet is thusly latched onto it and turned it into a meme. 
And so oh then it, God, it lives yeah. on as something better in its second life. Yeah. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> I never I never don't laugh at that. And and what, what the fuck what, what was that writer thinking when they're like like he falls asleep on the plane, he does the Indiana Jones thing, he's gonna cover his his eyes with his hat, and then he's gonna wake up and it's gonna be Billy saying, Alan But, but as a dinosaur. But as a dinosaur <laughs> Yeah, so that, that scene really angered me in the theaters. What is this crap? <laughs> but then like, the dinosaur theory in this movie is raptors could talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they're they're smarter than dolphins. They were even smarter than primates. They can open doors. Chill out. Uh, like they're it, not doing they're not doing taxes or anything. Like, <laughs> they haven't found a way to make a boat and get off the island. They're not that smart. Are, are like, you having trouble paying your taxes? Go to your yeah. local velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, what I what really drives me nuts is like, so Alan Grant's character is on the the plane, right? And he's like, oh look, you can see a a bunch of brachiosauruses, and you can see the the leader grazing. And they're like, do you see anything? Uh, do you see anything, uh, Mrs. Kirby? Oh, nothing. I'll let you know if I see something. And he's still oblivious to, the, like, not catching on here. Like, they're not here for, you know, sightseeing. And then they're talking about the landing strip. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. Landing strip, you cannot land on this island. And <laughs> the weakest way, they just knock him out. <laughs> you know? And, and he gets knocked out. Oh, man. And, and then we're already into more stupidness like I, I we they like not even two seconds after he wakes up she's on the outside you know yelling with, oh th- this could oh, be yeah. tia leone's oh. most annoying role that she's ever been in yeah if, oh tia, if tia leone is good at one thing in this movie it's shouting ben and eric 50 times eric! <laughs> eric! <laughs> and, and breathing you know, with Alan her mouth Grant slightly open. To, like yeah it's like what it's like Tell her that is a very bad idea. What? <laughs> like, you're stu- what the hell are you doing? What are you stupid? <laughs> like, yes. like you're on an yeah. island with carnivores. Yeah, and very then stupid. and then like somehow it quickly goes south. Like, you know, uh, uh, Udesky's character and the the two pilots and Cooper. You know, the guy who was with the church. <laughs> that's Cooper. By the way. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, like, I like how Sam Neill's so, so concerned about him. Where's Cooper? The guy who, that's the guy Cooper. Who you out. He's a professional who can handle himself. So, like, earlier they show that these <laughs> but guys. But how is he are... supposed to get off the island, though? <laughs> they exactly. <don't> care. <laughs> yeah. They show earlier that they're like hired mercenaries almost, and they have these high powered weapons, which we never see get use no. we hear no. like two gunshots and that's it and somehow he comes out from the tree line arms all torn up he's bleeding and all and you're like how how i got so many questions you know no no weapons on him that big gun is gone like they emphasize to show how big that gun was even when he's like when they got there and landed the plane he's like loading the thing up like you know he's gonna go hunt like an elephant like but like no nothing no damage done to the spino. They blow up like that plane, you know, and, and then somehow they they take they try to take off and and can't, and they end up hitting the spino. I guess I, I was it the spino that they hit. I thought yes. it was okay. Um, so I, my guess was like okay, this is where they probably pissed it off for the rest of the film. 
Like they were probably near its nest, and you know that's when you know all hell broke loose. And then now you hit it with propellers, so now it's really pissed. Because that's my guess for why it came after them. Because they went pretty far in that plane. But I, I love how it knocked the wings off, knocked the top off, just like a perfect like this tube, yeah. just like stuck <laughs> in a tree. Like it was just like perfect for like you know. I could see the director now, like, oh, we need some, we need a tube. How are we going to turn this plane into a tube? Well, we can always tear the wings off. How? <laughs> We're just going to take it? And he just, like, takes a paper airplane and launches it into the woods. And, <laughs> like this. <laughs> so, yeah, that whole yeah. scene is cringeworthy, in my opinion. When that when that fuselage hits the ground and we see the, the Spinosaurus, like, rolling it around and everything, it's just dumb and cheap looking it looks like something from a b movie yeah, yeah very so and we see the uh the death of uh nash uh, nash yes. yeah and he uh you know gotta remember nash has the satellite phone in his chest pocket <laughs> the satellite phone um, with the distinctive uh, ringtone yes that will haunt me for the rest of my freaking life <laughs> oh my yeah <laughs> you were very close uh, it, it, very close but it will, will haunt me for the rest of my life like i could be in a dead sleep and i hear that and i spino spino's nearby but uh <laughs> so yeah they 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 roll around they get out of there and, you know we lose another guy because we only get six deaths in this yeah this, um, there's really not a, a hugely high body count in this movie and the no. people that we really want to see die don't die. Exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and, and then now we get to the... I I don't know if I want to call this the cool part or the disappointing part. because It's definitely disappointing. We, yeah, we. I, I think I, as a kid, yes, I was I still like... What was I, like 15? So this oh, is still cool, but when you get older and then you look at the CGI it was terrible for the T-Rex, um, which I don't understand. They use an animatronic T-Rex in the very beginning. They see it eating this, this dead dino. And all of a sudden then it starts running and it looks like a, a sci-fi, something from the sci-fi network, like very poorly uh, CGI. And then we get the uh, initial fight between the Spinosaurus and the T-Rex. Yeah. Only which... for the Spinosaurus to crack the t- the t-rex's neck yeah and and and, you know if if anybody truly knows these two dinosaurs they would never they weren't even around in the same time period so these two would never come across each other except in a in a a, you know jurassic park film yeah it's a crossover Um, of the century yeah and and like even though the spinal was bigger than the t-rex it was known to be bigger but it was more it spent more of its time in the water and that sail would have made it very difficult on land. And with, with the T-Rex, I, I feel like even with in the very beginning, that T-Rex got a hold of that neck. And I that's when it kind of should have been over. Uh, you know, but it's got those little tiny arms. And we saw it didn't do anything with its tiny <laughs> arms. But the spinal has like, oh, I got a little bit longer arms. You know, yeah. And it cracked its neck. And I, I had this theory that it was the... Because they label it as an infant. I was like, hmm, is this the infant T-Rex we saw from the second Jurassic Park film? Because it's on the huh. same island. Yeah, I guess I'd never really thought of it. I I only ever looked at that scene as like one of the biggest sins in this movie. That, you know, you took your 
your big badass dinosaur from the first two movies. And then just crack its neck. Well, and right away, you're just like, okay, we need to take out T-Rex right away to show everybody that Spinosaur is is is, is the real badass in this movie. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. it's like I, and it's a sin to me because this movie didn't do a good enough job convincing me that the Spinosaur was real. Like, it just, there, everything looked too cheap about it. That, that for me, it was like this... It, it it makes me hate. I hate that scene. I <laughs> I don't like seeing our big awesome T Rex getting taken out by this thing. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. If a Just lot to of leave audiences shocked. Fan of the T Rex, yeah. And we were lucky though that they that they were smart and they didn't use Rexy from the original one because I felt like that would have really pissed some people off. Oh um, yeah, that would have pissed you know, a lot of people off. They they were like very specific on the color scheme of this Rex, like to make sure, like, hey, this one is definitely not the Rex yeah, from the first it's one. It's definitely so, like, a different animal. Don't crucify us right away, like. But guess what? We did anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that that whole disappointing scene, and then um, you know, like fast forward to some some boring scenes and. Now we get to another big plot point I want to bring up. So they come across um, her boyfriend, uh, Ben Hildebrand. Yes. Who was with uh, Eric in the beginning of the film. When they're now, para- parasailing. Parasailing, which, okay, now I don't understand. Pulls down the, the, the parachute. His carcass comes down, right? Not yeah. looks like he was rotting whatever but he looks like he was kind of picked clean and i'm just like by what what picked clean like why why didn't eric help him down like it looks like he may have suffered like well, I, I wonder I, if I he died su- like on the way in like I, when when well, they crashed into those trees did it kill did it kill ben and then eric just kind of got himself loose and then you know ben's dead oh i gotta take off and save myself but also well, we see when they get the camera they find that Ben is still alive when they when he lands there, and he says, "Oh, the camera's still on," so he's still talking to him. But he seems like he's fine; like he didn't break his legs. Like he, huh. he there wasn't. I thought maybe he shattered his legs. Like that's why yeah. he couldn't go anywhere, and that he just maybe got attacked when Eric went to go get help. But like, yeah, when you're watching the video, it, it, they show a lot of footage of them at the beach, and then they show footage. It fast forward of them parasailing. And you hear, you know, they, they show down into the boat. They're panicking. Like, these guys are, are dead, and they unhook it. And then they just show – it looks like the camera's just dangling by at that point. And then um, he, he like, unhooks Eric, and Eric jumps down. And, he's, and then he looks back up at Ben, and he goes, hey, the camera's still on. You know, so he's still alive at that point. But at that point, why can Eric help him down? at all exactly yeah like, you're I just gonna have to come up with some sort of headcanon and really with a movie that's this big of a turd i like know the, right the, the less thought you put into it the better but i mean you could just say it as like he hit the ground and then he started getting chased by some sort of dinosaur yeah and you got me yelling like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> we're already 30 minutes into this movie and i'm screaming like what this doesn't make any sense yeah, and then you like, get one of the grody scenes, the fact that Billy then puts that backpack on that a corpse has been wearing for eight weeks, right? and then right? he's going to wear it around in the jungle on the off yeah. chance that he's going to need to jump off something that will require a parachute. 
Exactly. Like for sure yeah. that backpack smelled like decom. Like ugh. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she didn't like she didn't give like a moment of peace. Nothing. She's just like, Oh, I'm sorry about Ben. And he, she's like, It's not Ben, it's Eric. He's by himself. Yeah, but your boyfriend just died. Like <laughs> Yeah. You don't wanna say any like any you don't wanna say anything, you don't wanna even bury it. Like what moving on, like she's just like, I got stuff to do. You know, oh, man. And then, you know, she stupidly just runs off. And I yep. love Alan yep. Grant. Get her back, Mr. Kirby. Like, fetch her. <laughs> but, you know, and then as they're wrapping up that parachute, and then she walks right into a Velociraptor nest. A bunch of them. Not one, not two, not three. Like, eight of them with, like, maybe, like, 15 eggs which is also kind of scary that there are that many raptors that we know that could possibly be on that island <laughs> right know? yeah right like so that's many. a lot so um we don't see it but we we find that alan grant can't find billy and we find out later billy thought it'd be you know somehow this this guy a lot of intelligence somehow thinks it's genius to steal raptor eggs you yeah. know like dude what are you doing like don't mess with those eggs and, and especially raptor eggs like they're not taking like gallimimus eggs you're taking like the worst one of the worst creature look bad enough that they steal try to take the t-rex from the, the parents in the second film yeah that, i was hey, about to mention now that. we're gonna yeah there it is and you know what you're right like there's a lot of similarities and now they're like oh now we're gonna steal baby raptor eggs you know like what are you doing man <laughs> um so they come across this compound, and I'm not – I don't think it is the same one we see in the second film. No, I don't think it is either. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I it's just it like a – this one looks more like a research facility. Um, the other one looked more of a security facility uh, and like where they would store like all the vehicles. They had like a gas station there. So, yeah, this one looks more of a research Um which you know, there's a one funny scene where like they come across the vending machines, and, <laughs> and like he's like, does anybody got can break a dollar? Like I have like you know like a five, and it's like no, and then, like they just like kick it, kick it in, you know, which I thought was funny. He tries it, and basically like you know like jam- jams in his leg. <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine how stale anything in those machines would have been. Yeah, just yeah, nasty. Definitely. Uh, I like how he's also a professional photographer, but he's also using a flash on all the water tanks. You know, no reflection. <laughs> yeah, those those walls are not good. Professional photographer. Um, which I, you know, I did think it was kind of cool getting into the lore of like deeper into like the research and we're getting to see some of these animals in the tanks. Um, I did think that was kind of interesting. Um, I always did like seeing the old buildings of just nature taking over and um it yeah, just shows like a lot so of this yeah. yeah it's like it just shows like they just up and left you know it wasn't like they they planned on leaving like something happened there that they had to like just pack up and leave they had to leave these dinosaurs in tanks they had to leave these eggs here you know and then we see a cool scene with them running away from this one raptor that because uh, there's that jump scare where she's looking at it through the tank and then it you know it, it actually just comes to life like it's yeah it's just like you know oh raptor is very intelligent so 
You know, <laughs> it's playing uh, dead. It's acting like it's yeah. in a jar. And, They're and that smart. Like, get get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> that's some bullshit. And and now we're now we're also like I wanted to mention like we we see through the films the the T Rex didn't really change that much. Um, but we did see the evolution of the Raptors. Oh, they like, change. They look. Some of them look really goofy in this. Yeah. yeah where they've got um, like the yeah. three feathers sticking off the top of their head. Yeah, it's I like what like, is that, man? Like I, these I these like guys the look like they're from the Indian one. tribes. <laughs> like yeah, they're in a headdress. Like, yeah, exactly. I did like the ones from the second film because I was fine with them looking different than the ones on the other island. I was like, okay, separate island. These are more wild raptors. Okay, uh, I'll accept the light brown, you know, color to these raptors. But like then we get to here, yeah, and then they wanted, you know. A little bit more accurate, like oh, let's add feathers. And like, well, why are you starting with accuracy now? Yeah, like, yeah, like in. And why would there only be a feather, a couple feathers on the top of its head? It's like no, like research, like you know, as it's come out more, paleontologists say that raptors are actually fully covered in feathers, not yeah, or like, a and few on the top all. of their head. Who exactly. what, what creature has three feathers on the top of its head and then yeah not a dinosaur that's for sure <laughs> dinosaur never gets old <laughs> that's the dinosaur man oh yeah the, no that whole scene there is 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 terrible but it it they kind of make up for it when the group gets separated and we see uh, Udeski like kind of on the ground and and Mrs Kirby's like oh he's not dead and then she goes down to to try and help yeah. and we find out that no this was a trap that you know these these raptors purposely left this guy injured to try and draw more people out to help him like that's some like guerrilla warfare tactics so i mean yeah, that part like, was pretty badass you see it put its claw in his spine to make him yes. scream and paralyze him yep you know and then they i mean and that's probably the most gruesome death in this in this one yeah um they do they don't show it. There was a deleted scene um, that never really made it. Um, was him trying to fight off the Raptors with a stick, <laughs> and they just never, you know, put it to screen. Which I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of fine a with that. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> How do you fight a, a dinosaur with a stick? Very. Poorly. I guess like if you're cor- <laughs> if you're cornered like that and you got a raptor and there's just a stick there. I mean, I guess you're gonna try everything possible. This is true. You stand there. Yeah. You know, I- yeah, if there's um, one thing I'm good with fighting with, it's a stick. <laughs> did you ever? Did you guys ever see the movie Air Bud? Uh, um, no. no. With okay, the dog that well, plays basketball? Yeah. yeah, the first one. I should say that. Not like Air Bud 10 or whatever. It's <laughs> just like, Air Bud 10, ping pong. Like, because <laughs> like, he does almost every sport. But anyway, uh, that actor, uh, Michael Jeter, who played Udesky, he was in that movie. He played a clown. So, like, I always thought of him as Flippy the Clown or whatever he was in that movie. <laughs> I just pictured him in his clown outfit. But, uh, yeah, and, and so after they paralyze them, they end up realizing, like, okay, well, we can't get this these people out of the tree. And they just snap his neck. Like, they, they don't even use him for food. They just straight up snap his neck. Yeah, Another that's pretty neck dark. snapping in this movie. It's the second neck to get snapped. Like, what's, what's up with this? <laughs> That is pretty wild, though. As soon as they're like, oh, this guy's not useful to us anymore as bait. Okay, let's just kill him. Yeah. I suppose of all the ways you're going to get taken out by a dinosaur, that's got to be better than 
because in the first movie, Sam Neill's talking about, you know, the, you know, they're going to eviscerate you first and you're going to still be alive while they start eating you. It's yeah, like, oh, oh, man. Cut you across the belly and they're going to eat, be eating your intestines and you'll still be alive. Like, yeah, he's pretty lucky, I guess, the way he got it. Um, doesn't seem that way, but it seemed pretty painless towards the end. <laughs> and then we see, um, we see, um, uh, Alan then get rescued by Eric, who's been living and surviving on the island for eight weeks. And he just happens to be there with some smoke grenades, saves him and takes him back to like the water tanker truck that he's been living in. Yeah. For eight weeks. By the eight way, weeks. his hair is the same color, the same length. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look much different. He's been surviving all year because he read Alan's book and he found some T-Rex pee. And yeah, uh, big, big reaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they like, take time to talk shit on Ian Malcolm, too. Yeah, which I thought was weird. I was like, why? Is it because I, I wonder if it's because he his character kind of like he did not want to come back for this movie. So it's like, oh, well, we're just going to shit on your character. I'm like, why? I also Can feel not... like they were talking shit on the second movie a little bit, too. And they're like, oh, it's too preachy. Yeah, like, everything's what? chaos. Everything's chaos. Yeah. Like the, everything's you know, chaos just... when people talk about Jurassic Park too. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, dude. Like, honestly, you're living in a tanker. You have no room to talk about your movie not being <laughs> crappy. Like, you're talking about T Rex pee. Like, dude, yeah, nobody had to deal with T Rex pee in the last film. Like, how did you get it? You know, like, I have so many questions. Then he found like big cans of food. Like, still. Like, how old is that canned food? Like, <laughs> no weapons, just some tear gas, I guess, he found. But uh, he seemed like he was doing pretty good for himself. He was like, eight weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I do like the I, way they all get reunited, um, even though it is one of the big reaches in this movie. That, uh, you know, it's the next morning now, and, and yeah. um, Alan and Eric are walking through the woods, and all of a sudden, Eric hears that ringtone. And he's like, it's my dad's ringtone. And then they take off running. Um, you know, parents also see him. They're on opposite sides of a fence. Uh, and he's like, well, I heard you. I heard your phone. And the, the dad's like, oh, well, Nash had it. And then they turn around and the phone's ringing and it's in the belly of the stein, the, the okay. Spinosaur. Here's what doesn't make sense. How, yeah, how would you hear the ringtone <laughs> exactly. from inside the stomach of <laughs> this great big freaking dinosaur exactly <laughs> how can you not how do you outrun the spinosaurus oh there's so you, many big reaches in this movie it's, they, yeah they yeah, were like they were first of all there's like a very, chase scene very lucky that they found a hole in the <laughs> fence so lucky dude like how far would you run down to be like oh my god there's no there's no way we're getting out of here like we're screwed like they would have been done oh, end of yeah. movie yeah and, and so like okay it goes through the fence like it's pissed it goes through the fence and then all of a sudden they go into this building and just put a few wooden like locks across it and it, the spine was like ah, i can't do it i was about I to mention through. that yeah <laughs> yeah it's like big it. big perimeter fence specifically designed to keep me out no problem <laughs> but a Shit. steel door oh that's crossing the line <laughs> a steel door it was a steel door no, it's totally it a steel wooden. door, and it's steel, oh, it? yeah. and it's steel bars that they're throwing. But still, it's <laughs> like this thing just crashed through a fence with like really big steel bars. Like, come on, but, you yeah. know, whatever yeah. they need yeah. to make that for the plot, you know. Yeah, and, and, and we 
and we get another iconic line for this movie where you know they find out that you know Billy took the eggs and, and it all makes sense. Oh. And then you know <laughs> Greg gets way too out. mad about that. Yeah, and they're, they're gonna throw him out, and then Mr. Cooper's like, "What are you doing? They're after us because of that." He's like, "What if they catch us with them? What if they catch us without them?" And then people are in the theater, I guess, going, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, Clever. that makes sense." Clever. The plot thickens. <laughs> so uh, this does lead us into one of the cooler parts of the movie, though, when they go into the giant um, pterodon cage. Yeah, uh, the gigantic bird cage. Yeah. My God, um, it's a bird cage. <laughs> it is pretty cool because they do have like an animatronic one when it does like turn its head and look directly at the camera. I always thought that was kind of cool because it looks scary. Like it's that one is you. very freaky looking. Yeah, yeah. I, I am really shocked that pterodactyls like weren't in the previous two movies like because they I wonder if it was like... a budget issue yeah it could have been because this whole scene with like this whole birdcage here is actually in the first book oh, oh yeah there's a, a right. really huge Wait. scene where they go into a giant birdcage and they barely make it out alive yeah that's very true i forgot about so that. i i feel like they kind of took some of that source material and slotted it in here and there are some good horror elements in this, especially, you know, when they realize it's a birdcage and then they see the thing kind of walking out of the fog towards them. Down. Yeah. Um, but then it, it quickly gets silly with with yeah. Billy jumping off and he's going to do a base jump and like pilot around all these things that you could get hung up on and quickly yeah, also, die. Also, what I don't understand is why did the pterodactyl mother drop it like drop uh, Eric in like away from her babies like that, <laughs> that would be like giving a baby food but it's like five feet away from them <laughs> like uh, the, the yeah. plot called for it yeah yeah i mean this was another one where the dinosaurs were inaccurate because even though you know uh pteranodons were like they had well over six foot wingspans you know but they they were not strong enough to lift no a human no being. like they would no not be way. strong enough to lift over a hundred pounds yeah. It just yeah. makes for some interesting movie magic. It does, and it's like Let's movie take magic. <laughs> like, you know, it, yeah, it, it is pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the scary part where like Eric's trying to walk across, and his parents and everybody's already across, and and by then Alan's like, uh, you know, this is a bird cage. Like, I just touched some bird shit earlier. Like, <laughs> like, you know, this is a bird cage. Uh, and then, you know, we lose, or at least we think we lose Billy, sacrifices himself, um, and they, they're able to escape the cage, and they, you know, Mrs. Kirby leaves the gates open. Yeah, you know? we, we see the, the door kind of open a little bit, which is yeah. like, okay, was it just most of these flying dinosaurs were in this birdcage? Because we saw at the end of the last movie, and it's suggested at the beginning of this movie, that there are flying dinosaurs that are elsewhere on this island. And so yeah. it's like the where they're just like a lot of them in here. It's 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 another one of those holes in this movie. Oh yeah, I mean I think I solved why they probably got divorced in the first place. I mean she's leaving doors open. She's probably doing the same thing at home, leaving doors <laughs> open, letting the AC out, you know, leaving the gate open at home, the dog gets out, you know. And then Mr. Kirby's like just like it was Ten years ago when we got married, you're just leaving crap open, never closing anything. You know, just leave, you're, that's your fault. Your fault. Just standing there with the damn fridge door open. 
<laughs> You're letting all the cold air out again. <laughs> um, we get that scene on the riverboat where it's going down, and I, this scene makes me so upset because now Billy's dead. Uh, Dr. Grant yep. feels so bad about being mean to him, and he's having a heart-to-heart with Eric, and he gives the speech about, there's two types of boys, ones that want to be astronomers and ones that want to be astronauts. And, you know, I wanted to be an astronomer. Billy was definitely the astronaut guy. And and then it's like, we get this terrible CG with the Brachiosaurs. Like, they look terrifying. They, they look terrible. I mean, yeah. they, look, yeah. they look awful. And then it's like, just sacrilege. The amount of times that they bring the John Williams score back in this movie. And it's like, stop reminding me of the better movie. With yeah, this exactly. fucking awesome yeah, music. Exactly. That, you know, touches my, my nostalgia button. <laughs> and, and it's like, this is... All that scene with the river is just terrible. It looks like something that would be in like a a, mo- a made for TV movie. Like it's that yeah. level of CGI. It's just awful, it's just bad. But then it's followed yeah. up by what, in my opinion, is maybe the best scene in the movie, which is the the um Ooh, how they find the phone. Uh, oh God! Oh, <laughs> I, okay, I skipped right past that. I must have been oh, blocking that classic. out from memory. They 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 hear the song again, the ringtone, <laughs> and they think, "Oh man, it's that Spino." No, yeah. no, we go around the bend, and there's a steamy pile of crap. Several again. steamy piles of crap. Yes, that's uh, one yes. big pile Poop of jokes. crap. <laughs> yes, I love it. Poop jokes in Jurassic Park. Yeah, so, it makes um, sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So they all start and start. You know, all of them right away start going in there, and they find like bones. Uh, glasses that we knew that belonged to Nash. Um, but I did find it kind of cool that we got to see a ceratops or ceratos- ceratosaurus. Uh, it's it's uh, another large carnivore. Um, I, if I were to describe it, it would look very similar to a smaller version of the T-Rex, but it has the uh, horn on its face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A, maybe yeah. a little bit smaller than a carnosaurus. Um, but yeah, and we see it walk up and he's like, uh Oh, like these guys are screwed. And he kind of smells them. And he's like, you smell like shit. Cause it even makes it sound like, Ugh. like it totally did not want anything to do with them. So, <laughs> in, uh, in that yeah, scene, that, there's a reason I have that scene blocked out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like it's kind of like filler. Like it has, it's so, it serves no purpose to the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just them trying to slot a little joke in. They're like, Oh, well the first movie had a pile of shit. Let's put three piles of shit, and then we can make a shit joke even with a dinosaur that should want to eat them. And then the yeah, grossest yeah. part is, like, Dr. Grant just wipes that phone off and then puts it through his <laughs> ear. And it's like, oh, yeah. bro. Hello? Hello? Would you like to save time on your time share? Oh, that's so <laughs> like, gross. But then the best part of the movie, in my opinion, is when it's at night, they're in the boat, yeah. and then yep. the, the, the Spinosaur then comes after them in the water. Um, yeah uh, that whole part is absolutely freaky i love seeing the thing in the water i liked seeing it at night in the rain and everything that whole final battle with it um in my opinion it's really the only part in the movie or the only scene in the movie where that dinosaur looks good and realistic yeah Yeah, it seems like this is where the the budget really went into was like making this big scene um uh because yeah like this thing looks so good at night and in the rain and like i love how um you could see its fin come up out of the water like uh like a real spinosaurus would be like a it would be like a shark almost and you know it to me like i said being a fan of the spinosaurus like okay 
this is where it belongs. This is its environment. Yeah, We're it's, not it's fighting like, on it's land. It's like Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Spinosaurus has the upper hand here. Like it's an aquatic dinosaur. So, um, you know, they made the dumb decision to get inside this cage and close it. And, like, the Spinosaurus basically just picks it up and dunks them in the water a couple times, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Um, well, and there's some inconsistencies with that, too, because it shows that thing hitting the the bottom. Right? And it makes it look like the cage is completely submerged. But then in the next scene, there's enough of the cage sticking out of the water where they can come up and get breaths of air still. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that that scene, uh, I kind of like chuckle a little, and then uh, Mrs. Kirby gets clawed, you know. Oh no, she's getting hurt. Oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we this is unfortunately this is the end of where we see the spino. Um, it basically uh, they hit it with a flare, and there's some gasoline, and the fire basically scares it off. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know. I I, I kind of wish th- there was an original ending to this film and they didn't stick with it. And I kind of wish they did because it would have made uh, it made it a little bit better because this is where we the last time we see it. And unfortunately, it's kind of the last time we see it going forward in the franchise. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure, but I would really like somehow for them to at least answer the question of where it's at, what it's been doing. Because if the T-Rex was able to survive for 30 plus years, like there's no excuse why something that kills T-Rexes couldn't live just as long. Um, yeah. Uh, as we found out, like in the very first Jurassic Park, they had something called the, um, the was it the Lysine? Lysine contingency. Uh, Lysine contingency. And, and as the movies progressed, they mm. kind of evolved. And they didn't need that anymore. So they could breed. And, you know, these things live a lot longer. And that's what I was hoping. Like, maybe we see some more Spinos in the future. Um, because yeah, yeah. They, they get away from the Spino. And now we're down to the very end here. Which they originally... Well, okay. What we see here is the, the raptors kind of catch up with them. All five of them. <laughs> yeah, this know? scene is potentially um, the worst in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't get why they don't just eat them i mean they're dinosaurs <laughs> yeah it's because dinosaurs. we need to remember the 3d printer from the beginning this is gonna come back this is where i gotta pay off this is this is where billy can you know be like see i told you it was worth all our budget see <laughs> see? see i told you it was worth us being in debt see see so like yeah they they, they basically the raptors are like you have my eggs they they want it back they they ever so lightly put the eggs back in their mouth and run off because they hear helicopters, oh, which they think just is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, um, then we see the, they run out to the beach and there's just one man alone <laughs> with, with a megaphone. Somewhere you writers know. for lost were like a guy standing on a beach in a suit. Yeah. And Mrs. Like Kirby, this. you know, she has her moment. <laughs> Yo, that's a very bad idea. No, it's, like, yeah, yeah, to the very end, just terrible. So, just that carrying that terrible joke, you know. She has to just, just, just had to ruin it for me, huh? And <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and, like the Marines and the Navy just pop up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, you know? and I loved how at the beginning of the movie, when when um, Doctor Grant is is talking with 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 Doctor Sattler, and mm-hmm. you know, because she has a brief cameo 
in this, yeah. a couple of them. And, and they slot in, oh, she's married to somebody else now. And, you know, she's got a good life with this guy. He works for the State Department. Yeah, got to squeeze then, that in there. Yeah, and then when they get the satellite phone back, it's, oh, we got to call Ellie. And, you know. And, B, yeah. The river. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, how would wild. you know? How did, first of all, how does she even know that there was a site B? She never knew of site B. Well, uh, Malcolm you know, would have told everybody know, about it. That's what I guess. So I just find it, the only thing my guess is, like, he's like, hey, I'm going back. Like, you know, maybe he left a voicemail for her or something. Like, hey, I'm going back. Like, just because I don't come back, like, this is where I'll be. You know, like, I don't know. We have no idea. <laughs> like, plot holes. You oh, know? this whole movie is just plot holes and big reaches. I mean... This movie is a giant pile of dinosaur shit. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, as Jeff it, Goldblum said, that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, original ending um, was supposed to be the raptors and the spinos um, were supposed to meet up at the end. Um, and they were going to uh, have a big battle with the spino, and I guess the. Either the raptors were going to take out the Spino or the military was going to kill the Spino. And that was going to be the way they ended that movie. But uh, that would have been even more terrible than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like it was supposed to give it like a more violent death, you know. But yeah, even if it was like the raptors that were summoned to come and kill the Spino. Like I think they were supposed to kill. I think they were supposed to come across the Spino at the end. And he was supposed to use the the flute or the resonating <laughs> chamber and call the raptors, and then the raptors would have attacked the spino. The ocarina but, of raptors. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like blow the horn, blow the horn. <laughs> yeah, this this but, movie is ugh. Yeah, it, it just like gradually gets worse as the, worse. as those as those series go, but there is this. A uh, very long break we get, and then they revisit Jurassic Park, and it turns into Jurassic World. And when we get to those movies, I mean, there's, uh, I'm a fan. Like I had, a, they, I had a great time with Jurassic World. I, I did too. Like from a step from the in the right direction. Yeah, it was. Um, Chris Pratt. I, I mean, they made him awesome in it. Yeah. Um, how do you, you don't go wrong putting Bryce Dallas Howard in anything? In my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, no. she's, you know, I mean, she's just talented on every level. Uh, the, the kids that were in that one were pretty good. Uh, yep. the, the new dinosaur they came up with was really fun. Having Chris Pratt's character be, you know, in, in like a raptor trainer and I know everything worked in those. I look forward to covering those ones next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to conclude Jurassic Park three, it is the movie that left the Jurassic Park series extinct for 14 years <laughs> yeah it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth for a long time and like, thus the, the jurassic park series went extinct for 14 years <laughs> yes it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth a very sour way of ending as we thought ending the franchise yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. for a long time that was it was like the, the who's the nail in the coffin of jurassic park people were like yeah. i don't want to see a jurassic park 4 and you know, I mean, and they did have to kind of drastic re- drastically retool the idea of what was going on, but then also bringing it to that next logical step. So, I mean, I think Jurassic World really worked in in that way. 
And mm-hmm. man, it was a huge step up from what three was. Yeah. Um, and I, I really feel like as these movies went along, you know, that first movie is, you know, it's a near perfect movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly. Top, it's top tier. And then the next one, not as good. And the third one yeah. is like nowhere near as good, you know? So it's like yeah. the order of releases, kind of their order, same order of ranking for me. Right. And it just yeah. shows because yeah. we had so much good stuff. I had so much good stuff in the very beginning of the podcast to say about Jurassic <laughs> Park. And it's just like, as it gradually went, it was like, great movie, great movie. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty like bad. Like my, 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 uh, my vibes in the beginning and at the end of this completely different (laughs) podcast (laughs) well this is a lot of fun covering this stuff um yeah it was see i have so much useless knowledge and believe it or not (laughs) i had a lot of notes for the first one and the second and third was all basically of what i remembered and like just no notes it's just i could just go oh nice (laughs) it's so it's such a, a useless superpower (laughs) <laughs> Aiden, do you have any other thoughts about these Jurassic Park movies? Yeah. Um, not really, honestly. Covered it all. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Except for Jurassic Park 3, I will admit. The din- the dinosaurs are kind of shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that whole movie is shoehorned in. <laughs> yeah. It's a massive cash grab. It's just it's terrible. <laughs> do you get you got any other uh, thoughts on Jurassic Park, Wayne? All I recommend is, like, if anybody wants to take the time on Netflix and watch Camp Cretaceous, it really, like, it fills in a lot of stuff, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of stuff after Jurassic World and between that and Fallen Kingdom. And um, it's kind of like, hey, what are what are they, what have they been doing on that island since? And, you know, it's just like a story of a bunch of kids who get left on the island, basically. Um, and have to survive on that island for a couple of years after the aftermath of Jurassic World. Um, nice. We'll and, check that out, Aiden. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And, and video game-wise, like, um, I, I've been highly addicted to it, but Jurassic World Evolution, the first one and the second one, uh, I've recently been playing the second one, and it's been amazing. What's the, uh, what are they on? It, it's on? I think it's on almost every game system. I've been playing it on Xbox and Steam um it's like definitely something it's nice because it's a one player that you can just you know just turn your brain off and just play with dinosaurs all day uh it's so cool like the graphics are so much better now um like they have stuff incorporated like herds and and like the hunting uh aspect of it is so different um it's just so cool so so cool definitely worth a watch if you you just want to watch somebody play it um, but just to play it yourself, like I highly recommend for everybody to try. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to look into those. I've I've never played any of the Jurassic Park games. Yeah, it all stemmed from uh, Operation Genesis, which I used to play on PS2. And then many, 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 many years later, they came out with Evolution, which was just a way better version. It's just mm. like you like The Sims, you like building amusement parks. Well, let's combine them together. Yeah. Oh, nice. You know, it's great. So, but sweet. Well, this has been a lot of fun talking with you tonight, dude. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, man. Uh, well, so I have a wrestling podcast called Podcast Championship Wrestling, uh, PCW. Uh, very much inspired from pop culture leftovers. Um, we like to ah. review current wrestling uh, pay per views 
that happen. And then also I like to revisit ones from the Ruthless Aggression era. I like to always bring guests on um, and kind of interview them, uh, even if they are just new to the wrestling. Like, what do you think of this weird pay-per-view from 2007? You know, <laughs> what do you think about this? The Rock in his prime, you know, like, you know, what do you think? This is Drax the Destroyer when he was World Heavyweight Champion. You know, like, yeah, it's pretty interesting to go back to that time period. Um, and then, like, you could find me <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at semi dry chicken. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> that is the funnest handle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Well, this uh, has been great talking with you, Aiden. I appreciate you hanging out with me and talking Jurassic Park. No problems. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to have to do Jurassic World. We will do yes. those next. We'll get those planned out. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. It will. Right on. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Startcast. Hey. <laughs>